up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with wrestling on the rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? I'm Kofi Kwari, Shane. Soda. And I would love to have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Maple syrup. Bella. I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Welcome to the Dive Bar of the IWC. Welcome to episode one of Wrestling on the Rocks. I'm at Ref Marsh. We are at WOTR the show with me today to have a drink. We got Sportsbeard with me. Say hello, Sportsbeard. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Uh, and we have a special guest today. A, a not Sam Schill, as it were. We have a hard pass here. Hey, buddies. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Good seeing you. Good seeing you. <laughs> and the crowd goes mild. Huge pop. Huge pop. Huge uh, pop. Good to have you here as our uh, as our designated drinking buddy today. Very excited, my friend. I got my cocktail right here. Awesome, awesome. We have a we're hot off a weekend of WrestleMania, and we're back into the throes of the new thing. I also feel like that because uh, I speculated last week that. The Raw was uh, a little mild because the SmackDown and the following Raw were really going to be the kickoff of the new season, and I felt it's exactly what we got here. Um, the Raw after WrestleMania, I think, is more of a wind-down at this point, less of a kickoff. But uh, I think there's a lot of really awesome and cool stuff that happened this week, uh, more so than last week, uh, as far as that goes. Uh, let's start with something simple, a little bit of what's in your glass. We'll uh, start with the drinking buddy of honor, Hard Pass. What do you, what do you got? What are you drinking? So what I got here, I want to show this off on camera. It's my middle finger decanter. Pretty excited about it. So what I have in here is called an infinity bottle. So every allocated bottle of bourbon I've ever gotten, any specialty bottle, I pour two ounces into this. And the idea is that way nothing's ever gone. As long as I don't drink this down to the bottom, I always have at least some of every super allocated bottle I've ever had. So when people are scared to crack their Happy Ben Winkles and their Weller Special Reserves and all that stuff, I don't have to be scared. There's a little bit in there, a little tiny bit in there at the bottom. Yeah, uh, now, is Aaron, it good? Is it good? good? Not really. Not really. No, no it's not <laughs> that good. great. I was gonna ask <laughs> how those all mix. Do you try to keep the same bourbon so it's not like? Nope. No, I've made a complete mistake. I think that's how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to have yeah. severals for rice, bourbons, your weeds. No, I just kind of put it all in there, and uh, had pretty harsh. Pretty, pretty harsh. Pretty harsh. Yeah. <laughs> but it's special. I brought out something special for wrestling on the rocks. It well, is, and it's a it's a yeah, one of a say. kind uh, uh, blend, hard pass blend. Yes, what do you got there's here? There's times where it gets better too. There's times where it gets better. There's times mm. where it gets worse, depending on what you put in there. So, listen, it's when you work in the liquor industry, you get some bottles of stuff. I'm not that precious with it, so I wanted to try something. And uh, yeah, I mean. I mean they call it a grog in the military where they just mix a bunch of alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I've had worse bourbon. I've had much worse bourbon than what's in this bottle. So yeah. when you <laughs> I don't know whether I don't know whether to laugh or to cry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is it good special or bad special? When you pour a little bit of something sweet in there, or do you ever get like a like a yep. like, like as example like a peach crown and goes in there? Does it smooth it out <laughs> at all or does it still come out harsh? <laughs> So I, I try to keep it maybe a little bit above Peach Crown. No, no offense. Mm. I like Peach Crown. I drink Peach Crown. I got a bottle of Peach Crown. But I try to keep, like, Weller. I put some Weller Special Reserves in there. Yeah. And that sweetens it up. And that's, I mean, generally okay. the only bourbons I drink anymore are weeded bourbons. 
So mm-hmm. putting a Colonel Taylor single barrel in there or a, uh, what else do I got? I got a Blanton's Gold a little bit in there, like those kind of things. Mm-hmm. They're not normally my straight drinkers. I normally do weeded bourbon. So the more of that that's in there, the better for me. Gotcha, gotcha. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a cool concept. And so did you get that yeah. bottle by itself, empty? Yeah, so I ordered this. I'm, I'm really, like, it's just pretty <laughs> great. I'm really a big fan of this thing. It is perfect. It looks yeah. like it's a little bit of a bitch to pour. I know that they detached from the yeah, I was going to say, I'll show you. It's not that oh. bad. You just got to remember to not do it this way. You got to do it oh. this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knuckle You're doing first. it with the fingers. Yeah. Knuckle first. Knuckles down, huh? No, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like drinking out of a boot. bartending school. Oh, it's like the drinking out of the boot. You got to do it just the right turn and all that just shit. The, just the right turn, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Beard, do you want to hit the chat and then tell us what you're what Yeah, you're I was just going to say Grim Reaper says hi to you, Hard Pass, and Justin Time says cheers. So nice to have those guys in. All right, cheers, cheers to them. Always good to They're see you. We're on it. the Twitch stream, so. Nice, We're nice. We're doing it. We're doing it live, guys. Yep, I'm just drinking the, the liquid death. Hell yeah. That was made right here in California. That started in San Diego. Yeah, we're on a little bit of a, uh alcohol cleanse here, so. Well, that's the other reason. Listen, I'm going to grab this bottle, too. I heard on the last episode you guys weren't drinking after WrestleMania. So just to make you super jealous, if I get into a second glass, it might be this specialty bottle right here. Weller CYPB. Just the most allocated of allocateds. That's awesome. Out of my price price range, but when you win a contest at work and they offer you cash or a bottle you can't get, I took the bottle. So Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can make more cash. Yeah, I can make a more bottle. cash, and the, the offering of money would not have bought this bottle. That's what I'll give say. Give an give an idea of what a bottle of that would cost for the people that aren't bourbon connoisseurs. I've seen it on the secondary market for upwards of eight hundred dollars for a seven hundred fifty milliliter bottle. Okay, and our cost as a company is like sixty five dollars. So they gave oh. me the equivalent of what I won. That they counted this as sixty five dollars, not. $800. Right. So I was able to, uh, yeah, yeah, of course you're going to take an $800 bottle of bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's a wrestling podcast, but it's also a drinking podcast. The yeah. way I look at it, someone's like, are you going to sell it? Are you going to try to sell it on the secondary market? I go, one, I can't do that with something I was given for my company, yeah. but two, I'm never going to be able to drink this. If I don't drink this yeah. bottle, I'm never going to buy an $800 bottle of bourbon. I don't care what kind of money I'm making. I can't do it. So if I'm ever yeah. going to try this, it's winning yeah. a contest and opening yeah. it. You totally got to drink that. You totally yeah. got to yeah. drink that. Bourbon was meant yeah. to be drank. Baron Corbin had a great post a couple weeks ago. This is what you do with allocated bourbon. You, you open it, you pour it, you drink it, and you share it. It's not meant to collect dust on your uh, on your bar. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. With, I yeah. agree with but Yeah, maybe that's why he goes by Happy Corbin now. He's out with a lot Exactly. Of <laughs> yeah. Do you mind if I tell that story real quick, Marsh? Do it. So the night that he filmed all those vignettes of being in Vegas and winning the money, I drank with him that night at the bar at the MGM uh, Park MGM after SummerSlam. I, I There was a Wale show, and I thought, well, if wrestlers are going to be anywhere, it's at the Wale show because they're all friends with the New Day and whatnot. <laughs> no wrestlers there. I paid like 200 bucks to be in a uh, – in a, or 150 bucks to play in a club that I don't want to be in. And I was like, I mean, the music was cool. I go down. I'm getting ready to go to my room, and as I'm going to my room – there's Rhea Ripley, Montez Ford, Damian Priest, Matt Riddle, and Baron Corbin, and Pat Buck. So me and Pat Buck sat down with Corbin, and I talked wrestling with Pat Buck for two hours. I kept asking, is this okay? Am I annoying you? He goes, no, I love this shit. This is great. Please, please let me know. And I, uh, yeah, I drank with Corbin. So 
Awesome. That's that's all me. Happy Corbin is all me, basically, is what I'm saying. I didn't oh, fucking yeah. see anybody and when I went to Vegas. This is bullshit. <laughs> when I was in uh in Phoenix for the twenty nineteen Rumble, we were we were put in the same hotel as the talent and uh we were down in the bar and stuff and I ended up having uh doing shots and having drinks with the the Good Brothers. And nice. it was I obviously before guys. their contract uh, was up and they told us when their contract was up and what they were going to do and how much they were making. And I'm sitting there looking at my brother like, does he fucking just tell people this? Like, <laughs> you can't tell people these things. No. Um, and so we obviously didn't say anything about it because the last thing we wanted to do is go on a, a dumb little show like this and piss off some guys. So, uh, but it was just wild and it was just crazy. And we were just, yeah, we were there for a long time. So much so that the next day I saw Carl Anderson and I walked by him and I was like, oh, hey, Carl. And I was all like, thanks again for having drinks last night, man. It was really cool. And he goes, we drinks last night? And I was like, a couple of whiskeys. And he's all like, fuck, it was the whiskeys. Like, he did not remember most of the night. And so I was all like, well, trust me, it was a really good time. And he goes, yeah, I bet. Like, <laughs> I got to, uh, I stayed in the same hotel as the guys for All In. I was at All In in Chicago for that pay-per-view. Yeah. And got super lucky, got great tickets. And then as I'm checking in, I'm seeing all these guys, not realizing that's the hotel I'm in, but they all stayed there. Like, everyone yeah. was there. My my room was across the hall from Haku. And this mm-hmm. is just after the uh, Bullet Club split, right before All In. So yeah. it was the downwards, you know, the downwards too sweet instead of the up too sweet. So yeah. I got to meet a bunch of those guys there. Uh, DDP, who was my favorite wrestler of all time for a long time, he was my favorite during the Monday Night Wars, was DDP. That was my guy. He's walking in the hallway, and I go, hey, I, I know you probably hear this a lot, and I've only told it to you this weekend. You are my all-time favorite wrestler, like number one. He goes, thanks, man. That's great. He starts walking away, and then he goes, hey, hold on a second. I'm like, holy shit, what is this? Like, what are we going to – is he going to give me something cool, or are we going to have a conversation? He goes, hey, here's 30 days free for my uh, DDP yoga. Basically saying, hey, fatty, you need this. Yeah. Here you go. Just broke my yeah. heart. Just broke my yeah, he goes. Wait a second, I could sell you something. Hold on, oh, yeah, you should, you should have tried it out, man. Yoga is great. Yoga is great. Yeah. I've heard good things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually was staying on the same floor as Ty Dillinger, and that's what spawned my uh, my heated rivalry and hatred towards Sean Spears. Is I got off the elevator, my hands were full of luggage and shit. So I obviously wasn't like a autograph hunter from the lobby right. or some shit. I get off on that floor with all my luggage. He's right on the outside of the elevator, and I was like holy shit, it's Ty Dillinger. And I was all like, what's up? And he looked at me, he rolled his eyes, and he goes, oh, my God, and, like, turned and went into the elevator and started pushing the button. And I was like, dude, you haven't been on TV in nine months. You're fucking yeah. welcome for even recognizing you. Like, <laughs> fuck Yeah, off. I don't even know who that is. So, Yeah. yeah I think no. that's definitely a difference between, like, independent wrestlers and, and not. Like, at All In, everyone was super cool. Like, super, yeah. that's where I met Jordan Grace, where I met Ethan Page. I met a lot of people there that – like we're super fucking cool. The only people that weren't cool and justifiably, and I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus, but it was uh, Kevin Nash was the only guy not super cool. But mm. he was just like, listen, man, I don't want any part of this. Like I just, yeah. I, this is what I do for a living. I sign autographs all day long. I don't want to be. I, that was it. Everyone else yeah. super cool. Raven was super cool. A bunch of people. So I bumped into a ton of people. Drake Maverick was awesome. Uh, Mickey James sure. I ran into a few times. Uh, the only people who were really not cool was Sean Spears, the Iconics. And with a grain of salt, I'll say uh, Pat Patterson wasn't the nicest, but he also, I felt like I understood why. Like I didn't, I didn't take offense, but yeah. he like when I went up to him to say something, he like screamed in my face and walked away. 
But he wasn't like screaming, oh. pointing. He just went, ah, and then turned around and walked away. And I was all like, Maybe oh. that's his bet, man. Maybe that's just his bet. I don't know. Yeah, it could have just been a thing. Get a lot of, the Iconics probably get a lot of creepy dudes around probably. them, I wonder. Like, they probably have a real defense mechanism up. For sure. I know that uh, Carmella and Mandy Rose were also pretty, like, protected and were, like, sure. they didn't, they weren't, like, outwardly, like, kind of rude like the Iconics were. And so I was sure. kind of like, oh, there's different ways to handle it, I guess. I also felt so bad for them. I'm just, I'm just trying to defend my favorite female tag team of all time. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to get, oh. find a way. Yeah. <laughs> you must not watch a lot of tag teams. I love them so much. <laughs> I love them so much. Uh, let's get into it. I do love talking all the drinks and stuff. Uh, I am having in my glass, I'm having unsweetened, uh, uh, iced tea. Cause yeah, I am detoxing from, uh, all things bubbly and alcoholic for the month. <laughs> I heard, but I heard, but it's not about what you're drinking. It's who you're drinking with. And we are happy that y'all are drinking with us today. Uh, I didn't have anything, or there was, the only thing that we saw that was news-wise that you said you had something you want to talk about for a brief moment was that uh, Moxley ended up at at Carmella's wedding, uh, Alexa Bliss had a wedding, uh, and now the internet is going crazy on Willie, won't he come back, will he sign with WWE again, which just makes me laugh because A, that wasn't the conversation to be had there, and B, everyone on either side of he, he will or won't, both sides adamantly seem to know exactly what's going on in his mind and in his head at all times. Uh, they have no question about what will or won't happen, and they both are taking totally different sides, and it makes me laugh. Because at the end of the day, we've said it before, we don't know what's best for these guys. They do. They decide that. We watch. Uh, what John was your thought Moxley, on it? John Moxley was unhappy when he left. Mm -hmm. He was very vocal about that. He mm -hmm. left for somewhere he's very happy at now. There's every reason to believe that he's never coming back. He doesn't like mm -hmm. that style. He likes wrestling a different style. He wanted to be more hardcore, whatever it was, more freedom. Yeah. Of course, there's every reason to believe he's never coming back. Here's something, though. You know who's never coming back ever? A disgruntled 10-year employee who starts a rival promotion of the WWE, Cody Rhodes. That guy was never coming back. If there was one guy that I would say for sure was never coming back, it was Cody Rhodes. And now look. So everyone's available. And it's, it's always possible. And it's awesome. It's yeah. all it's the great it's the I'm taking all that content in. But my point is if Cody can come back, there's not a single person who can't come back. So I agree. One hundred percent. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Hulk Hogan because he's physically not able and some of the like social stuff like attached to him now, but like I, I they still have the Warrior Award, man. I don't know. Like yeah. they just yeah. they don't seem to really care about that. Yep, I agree. Yeah, and they've had Hogan come through a couple times since then. Even he did the Saudi show and all yeah. that. But that's why I like you because you have like the most worst takes uh, imaginable. When when they started AEW, the first thing we said is, "Oh, Cody's obviously going back to WWE because all he did was work WWE matches with a WWE angle over and over again. He was building a Triple H program the entire time he was in AEW." And then, unfortunately, by the time he comes back, Triple H hangs the boots because of his health, so it didn't time out. But we kept calling it Cody's uh, insurance policy. Every time he made a mention of anything that was closely related to Triple H or a Triple H-type gimmick thing, we said, oh, there's his insurance policy. He's got that safety net. If he ever wants to go back, he's got a ready-made program. 
Uh, We're thinking yeah. of this from two different sides, though. You're thinking of it from Cody's side. I'm not saying Cody would have never wanted to come back. I'm saying if there was ever a person they wouldn't want back, it's the guy. Oh, now that yeah. we see it now, but the guy who started the rival promotion yep. in a way that went after certain guys. The entire YouTube channel was about going after certain guys and certain, you know, how their friends were getting eaten up by WWE. I'm saying that if Vince is okay with Cody coming back, and now oh, we yeah. see that it was a great idea. It's you're taking their number one piece, their pillar, their first, you know, the guy who started it, and you're making him a star. What he's doing is showing everyone on that roster that you can come back with open arms because we gave Cody a premier match at Mania. He was the first one with a, his mic in the hand on Monday Night Raw. He yeah. opened the second Monday Night Raw and had two segments on, on Raw. He's showing MJF. He's showing maybe Rusev. He's showing all these guys, Moxley. He's showing all these guys, hey, no hard feelings. Come on back. So I see why it happened now. But yeah. a year ago, that's the guy I would have never thought. That's the guy I never would have thought. Yeah, I which think, segues. Go ahead. Go ahead, Beard. I was just going to say, I think Vince likes the competition. I think he's too yeah. good a businessman to not want it. I think it only, I think he sees it and it only helps his brand. It only makes those wrestlers on that roster rate. And I'm talking about the WWE because I haven't spent really any time watching AEW. I've watched zero AEW. I just don't have the time as I watch other sure. sports. But, like, nothing – and I'm not like Marsh. I don't hate. I don't know. I mean, I like Jericho. I fucking love I like Jericho. Jericho. And, I, 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 you know, he's good friends with Kevin Smith, and Kevin Smith is one of my favorite filmmakers, so I listen to Kevin all the time. I'm going to Denver to see Kevin in a con. And I just think, like uh, – and you know it's a big deal if you leave Alaska in, July, like, the summer because you don't ever leave Alaska in the summer. <laughs> so um, I'm just saying, like uh, – you know, I, I think that the AEW, regardless, is helping the, the WWE product. And we're seeing yeah. better things outside of one thing, which I will complain about later, but we'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah no also, that segues perfectly into the opening of Raw, which opened up with the Cody Rhodes segment, the promo package. And the first words you hear on this week's Raw was a lot of people thought it was a difficult decision to sign with the WWE. It was not. I was all like, oh my god. I think, yeah, I think Vince, not only does he uh, welcome the competition, I think he likes to have fun with it. Because I think he's also in a more comfortable space from a business standpoint than he was with WCW. He didn't like it because it really could have offset his company. It really could have demised the company prior to its IPO abilities. The idea that WCW was was. an actual threat. They were winning. It was, yeah. Yeah, and it was was bad for them. Yeah. Where, Where... now it's bringing eyes to wrestling in such a way and he's such a a secure business now with all these billion dollar deals and all of these future deals and what was it stephanie mcmahon was just given something uh uh or was announced as as being part of a team that's going to be uh making fictional content out of the wwe umbrella they're gonna be making like a sitcom and a cartoon and some other show that's completely fiction but they are starting their own like TV production outside of wrestling. So I mean, I think he Vince is in such a secure spot that now it's all like, well, let's have fun with it. Let's let's do it this way, you know? Like he trained his competition. It. He trained his competition. He trained all these NXT guys yeah. and he said, "Go ahead, I need yeah. something. Go, Go ahead, get out of here." Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he was a part of like 
Cody I Rhodes said that going over there. Two, I said yeah. the same thing two years ago. <laughs> yep. If somebody said Vince orchestrated the whole thing, I'd be like, of course he fucking did. If it wasn't for Tony being such a nut, like if it wasn't Tony, like yeah. if it was just those guys doing it without that kind of... I like, would almost think it is. <laughs> you would be like, where's the w- Where's the trademark WWE below the AEW oh, thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, it would, uh, for at least the first two years, every time we saw anything AEW, uh, producer lady was just, are you sure they're not working with WWE? And I was like, I'm pretty positive they're not. But, like, yeah, the they, the the symmetry that those two companies have, regardless of the fervent hatred that the fan bases have for each other for some reason, the symmetry of the two companies and how well they're bouncing off each other is, it's incredible. It's, it's They might as well be working together. Which is why it's wild to hate. Like, I'm sure you've touched on it multiple times on the show over the last two years, but it's wild to hate any wrestling. You know this from our, our Samsonite stuff is that uh, I'm not a GCW fan. I don't yeah. hate GCW. I just don't watch it. It's not for me. AEW should. I love it. I love so many wrestlers there, but I don't love the product because of botches and some things like the big exploding death match and the, the cage, you know, jumping off the blood and guts cage. There's just things that I think they miss on that are, that are too, too much to overlook, right? I don't hate the product. I don't hate that they – I certainly don't hate that they exist. I love that Ethan Page – whether he's talking or not, whether he's the main guy or not, right here, all ego. I'm Mostly glad there's somewhere where he can wrestle. What's that? Mostly the not. Mostly the not, but I'm glad that he's <laughs> on a roster, that he can be on a roster somewhere bigger than Impact. You know, I love yeah. that that company exists. So, yes. Yes. Not, you know, and every time, every time I have to turn it off because I'm not enjoying it, I don't sit there and go, well, I hope this never comes on again. I go, I, I'm sitting there happy that somebody I know is likely enjoying. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it doesn't. I'm as much as I. I absolutely believe that somebody can like all wrestling. I also adamantly believe you don't have to like all wrestling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I agree. It's a, a lot. You don't like every yeah. movie. It's like yeah. you know what I mean. I don't like. It's just yeah. wild to think you have to like it all. You don't. Yeah, people are either like I only like this or that. Or they're like, you have to like all of it, and I'm like, no. There's definitely shades of I like what I like, and it's a little of everybody. You know, uh, fifteen but. years ago, AEW might have been my jam. It just—I was a different fan then. Like mm. I, I like that I can come home after work and it be. I'm not saying I want it to be boring. It's not boring. What I mean is, it's like I know what I'm getting with WWE. I know that I'm going to be watching a quality program. Whether the yeah. content or the matches are exactly what I want is is debatable. But like, it's—I'm not watching something that I have to go. Oh, really? Is that what they? Oh, god, that camera angle or that that botch or that like it's. I know what I'm getting, and I like that, so I watch that. I don't. Also, you know, I'm like a sucker for merch time. and stuff. And WWE's got. I'm also a sucker for like merch and stuff yeah. and collectibles. Yeah. And yo, you can't beat like you just go, like eBay WWE, and you just you can be there for days, just searching through all sorts of random stuff you didn't know exists, and you're like, this is cool. Like, <laughs> how about okay? Speaking of that kind of, and then talking about the conglomerate that WWE is, Cody's that guy. Cody, yes. Cody's diversified himself immensely. You can't tell me that that doesn't matter to him. Do you that, think the, it was? It do you think it was purposeful that the last AEW Cody figure that they are still uh, about to release, he's wearing the gear he wore at Mania? Because I don't remember him wearing that exact gear in AEW. Like that coat that with the gold be, on it? it. Might be one last shot at AEW. Going, <laughs> we're going to make some money off this. I mean, yeah, maybe he had to have. Why would they have that gear? He had to have. Weren't it there? 
Or maybe it was Ring of Honor New Japan that he was wearing. I know. I feel like I've seen. Maybe. maybe. I, I mean, know. he also wears stuff that's very similar to himself. So maybe he wore a version of it. It was just so close. But I saw the – he retweeted it just like a day or two ago because it was like, oh, coming soon, pre-order. And he's like, go ahead, pre-order. And I was all like, that is fucking WrestleMania I'm going to guess here? he gets a percentage of the cut of that figure. Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure he is not going to be sad if it sells a lot. And, in fact, okay. I imagine a lot of WWE fans will buy it just to be like, look what I got, AEW Cody Rhodes, who looks exactly like this. And Cody's smart, too. That's why he's not doing <laughs> yeah. a shoot interview on He's not doing a shoot interview on Tony, man. He's not going to do it. He's, he understands yeah. that this is a business. He could go back in two years. You have no idea. I don't think he does. But, I mean, he's not going to shut any doors. He's too smart for that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, you guys want to talk some SmackDown? Yeah, I do want to touch on what you said, though, real quick. The Raw yeah. After Mania being lackluster, I know that we got into it this week, and we saw a really good Raw this week, but mm-hmm. that used to be such an important show, that Raw After Mania used to be, like, everything happened. Like, almost to the point where didn't overshadow Mania, but it was right on par for years, like what would happen it, on those shows. I, here's what I like about it. It's like a post-credit scene in a Marvel movie. It allows you to uh, allows WrestleMania to kind of breathe and stand on its own, and that and instead of just like, oh, the new season starts Monday, you have like a week to breathe. Now SmackDown, there was more happening, but really the SmackDown was kind of not much either, right? I mean, Marsh is going to talk about it now, but like really that SmackDown was was episode one, as we like yeah. to say here on the show, of the new season, right? Yeah. So I feel like that, you know, as a guy who just came back to wrestling, I actually enjoyed that we just kind of got to soak in. And if you didn't have a chance to watch it, you get a little bit of recap or quite a bit of recap. I, I, I just thought it allowed the fan to breathe a little bit. I know I know a lot of the old school fans are like, oh, the title's change hand and this and that and everything. Your whole world is upside down the next week. And I was like, oh, okay, but, like, I'm all right with, like, stuff being the way they are. You know, for the yeah. I will say that the other... difference between then and now is then you only had WrestleMania. That was it. You had Sunday night WrestleMania and then Monday Raw. Now you have NXT, Hall of Fame, Saturday WrestleMania, Sunday WrestleMania. That Raw, yeah. if that Raw was just as big, and plus, this WrestleMania was so good. Like, people really who hate good. WWE are talking about how good it is. Uh, you know what I mean? There's a, like it's undeniably one of the best WrestleManias in a long time. Even though my one of my other favorite WrestleManias was like what two years ago, three years ago when Becky won. I loved that WrestleMania. We called it. That's had to be three years favorite. ago. That's my yeah. all-time favorite mania. I don't think it's recency bias. It's been enough years now. That mania gave me everything I wanted. Every high note. Kofi Mania. Becky headlining. I was yep. a huge Seth guy at the time. Him opening the show. I yeah. love the iconics. The fact that they won a title there. The fact that Slater yeah. and uh, Slater and uh, um, Cardona won a. Uh, I'm mixing up their names. Myers. It was Myers, Myers. and Cardona. Myers and Cardona yeah. won a title on the on the pre-show. That gave me yeah. everything I wanted. Out of everything. That the Undertaker match was short, right? That was. Is that when uh, when John Cena was in the crowd too? No, no, no. That was uh, uh, when Cena came out as Thugonomics and Thugonomics okay, Elias. Yeah, Cena with the Elias. Yeah, it was perfect. It was a perfect mania. I loved Don't that. Don't you mania. mean this Ezekiel? No, no, that's his no, younger no, brother. Different guy. Yeah, different guy. Elias is his older brother. I can see how you get them mixed up, but yeah. we should touch on that too, real quick. Because we will. That's raw. We will. We will. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Oh, okay. Okay. But 
Um, I do think that that WrestleMania, I called it at the time because it's our three year anniversary. That's how I know it was three years ago. Was that's that's when we started our our episode ones, uh, and we referred to that one as a pure love letter to the fans. It was WWE saying yep. we love you and we are going to give you a huge payoff. Uh, I didn't feel like every WrestleMania since then have been a full on top to bottom love letter the way I did there, except this year, top to bottom love letter again. So, uh, yeah, I think that with it being that big and that much. You really need to let it breathe because I'm still on a high from that mania a week ago. Like, if you tried to make it bigger again, it would still feel like less than, especially being as big as it was. So I think, yeah, you let the you have the raw, you know, put a bow on it. Like after credits, like a Marvel movie, like Beard said, I think it's perfect. And then SmackDown is where you start having the debuts and such. And that's what I was going to ask. Uh, beard about because now we started having a number of debuts. We had uh, Raquel Rodriguez show up. We had Gunther show up uh, with his uh, crony Ludwig Kaiser. Yeah, uh, I have a question on that. I have a go question. Ahead. Was it? Okay, so I've watched one NXT event and that was the one that was at WrestleMania and those guys were there. Yeah. Wasn't there three of them and they were yeah. called something? They were called Imperium. Imperium. The Imperium. Now, did the third guy not make the cut and he's still in NXT or is he... I don't think we know, do we? Nothing's nothing kayfabe. We don't know anything kayfabe. Kayfabe. All we know is well. The thing we know kayfabe is that at the in in the NXT after Stand and Deliver, they were losing their or they lost the match. Fabian uh, hit Ludwig or like walked away from Ludwig, and then in the back you see Gunther and Ludwig together, and he's all like, "What about Fabian?" And he goes, "We don't have time to worry about him." He walked away, let him walk, and that was it. So he walked off. I didn't see. I didn't see that. Yeah, I, I totally missed, missed that, that part. I missed that. I saw a lot of the interaction with them, but I was I didn't really. I was kind of. I thought he was more like, "Don't worry about like losing because it's all about me winning or whatever." Yes. What's that guy's name? Walter? Because that's his name on the game. It was yeah. a. It was a while back. Yeah, and then when he came to the America, he said, "I don't want to be." He got cut a little promo saying, "Stop calling me Walter. I'm going by Gunther." And uh, yeah, now he's Gunther. Yeah. And he was a beast on the independence. He hurt people. It was wild, like in yeah. safely, but the, he opened up PCO's chest at one uh, one independent show. This just chops, chop, chop, chop. He's a beast. He's unreal. I have the I have a signed picture from him, and it's the picture where he's hitting the guy in the chest, and you could just see the whole chest like rippling around his hand because yeah. he's hitting him so yeah. hard. It's it's yeah. awful. It's amazing. Wow. I'll send you a picture of a beard so you can see what I mean. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm wondering, uh, just as a quick speculation, on the non-Kayfabe side, I'm wondering if it has to do with whether or not Fabian's going to be re-signing. I wonder if he has desires yeah. to go back to the UK or not re-sign, and that's what it is. Because I can't think of any reason why you wouldn't keep them as a unit. They've been such a strong yeah. unit. And then the way they had Fabian walk away was so sudden and kind of unexplained that I feel like there's got to be something deeper there. Like, not just an injury. There's got to be some sort of, he's not, he's not coming along. For whatever reason, they're not resigning him, or maybe he doesn't. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I just I was confused by that because it seemed yeah. like they were a group, and I, I, like I said, I've only seen that one stand and deliver NXT event that came this this weekend. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it because I was so excited for WrestleMania. I'm like, I'm just going to watch this because it was yeah. on before, so I got to see them. You know, they're great. Obviously, we talked about the Tommaso Ciampa thing. I thought that that whole thing with Triple H coming out was just the fucking coolest. I thought he was quitting wrestling. 
the guy thought he was retiring. So I was even I was kind of emotional about the whole thing. I was like, oh, this guy, he's so good. I wish he wasn't retiring. No, he's going to head Marsh and, and uh, Grim Reaper like, yeah, dude, he's going to wrestle on Raw. It's like, uh, Have you watched is NXT? That's the only NXT you've ever watched or just recently? Yeah. I So I saw Ciampa wrestle in – he came up a couple weeks ago, right, Marsh? Yeah. Yeah, with Braun. So I've seen that, but no, I've not watched any. Not one I mean still. that story. That story was a like Champa had the great, in my opinion, one of the greatest storyline feuds of all time with this guy Johnny Gargano, and that match was yeah, years in the making. And three weeks before the biggest blow off, like round four or whatever it was, he takes a, he has a massive neck injury and he can't make this match. It's supposed to be this huge blow off, three year storyline, like right. everything. And it crushed him, and Triple H was the guy who helped get him through that. I mean, he's a Triple H guy all the way through and through. So that moment was like everything you gave to us in NXT, thank you. Like, that yeah. was a really, really cool Yeah, I thought it was great, yeah. and I didn't know any of the backstory. Yeah. And the yeah. Johnny Gargano guy came out with my buddy, AJ Galante, from the Dansbury Trashers. Let's go. I've actually met AJ. He's a super fucking cool guy. I met him at the Spit and Chicklets Cup in Vegas. You know, that whole... If you get a chance to watch that Netflix documentary about the Danbury Strashers and how he took over as a general manager as a like junior in high school, and his dad was basically a garbage man in Connecticut, he worked for the mob. Uh, so yeah. like it's it's so good. Johnny yeah. Gargano, by the way, that's I know it sounds like an Italian name, different guy. Gargano, yeah, yeah. You're different thinking of Tony D'Angelo. You're thinking of Tony, Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, yeah. Which, to be honest, I prefer Tony D'Angelo to Gargano. You're a nut. You're that. just a nut. You're just crazy. Because <laughs> you, you hate good things. You just hate things that are awesome, I think. Mm, that could be. That could be. <laughs> Beard has agreed to that sentiment more than once. <laughs> he does. He fucks his ass. <laughs> <laughs> but Gunther looked like a beast. Gunther looked awesome in his debut. Amazing. He, I think I, if anyone's ever worried about who's going to be uh, pushed or not pushed or get drowned out on the main roster he's just not going to be that guy like he's perfect through and through like i just don't know that you can watch gunther in any match and not just have your jaw open like that's what i'm saying there's a lot of talent who come up and it's like oh i hope they use them right or oh if they see this in them and it's like if you're having to pick apart the character already about what you think is the best part versus the worst part and stuff there's going to be struggle but i don't think that there's anything about gunther from his from his toes to his hair, like there's nothing about him that's not perfectly my, put together in such a way where you just go, oh my god, this is can't miss. We yeah. haven't gotten to Raw, but my only concern is he's another heel, and and basically we have Cody Rhodes and AJ. That's it right now that are baby faces. I'm like, who's a good guy? I mean, I know we still have the New Day and shit, like, but I I'm making the analogy that I feel like. We have too many fucking bad guys right now. Kevin's a good, Kevin Owens guys. is a good guy. It's just they, they screw him over and he gets yeah. confused by things. But he's a good guy. I don't know what he's you're talking about. He's a good about. guy. Madcap's going to go. Guy. He's going babyface right now. Madcap's going to be a great babyface. Uh, yeah, yeah, you got McIntyre. And you had Gunther on SmackDown where there's a lot more babyfaces. Yeah, but you don't yeah. like Drew McIntyre as a babyface. You always say he should be a heel. Yeah, he's a very so, heelish like, babyface. They're not, you're not, it's not effective for you. No, not so. for me, no. But yeah, for yeah, you, it's so. working. So. Well, yeah. I mean, I think he looks like a fucking Adonis. I mean, like, yeah. the guy looks the fucking part, and he's not bad. He's good in the ring, yep. you know? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. you know, like, he's... 
I do agree with you. I think some sort of faction thing where, like, if they go, like, because obviously we'll get into it. Go ahead. Where did you want to take it? Yeah, let's go. Let's <laughs> keep moving along a little bit. Uh, so, but let, before we wrap up on Gunther, you saw Beard. You saw him wrestle LA Knight, and then you saw this yeah. Joe Alonzo. Uh, Overall, LA Knight guy's awesome too. Yeah, so good. Uh, yeah, yeah, Gunther and Ludwig. What do you think about them and the presentation here so far? Are you excited about it? Well, that's why I wanted to ask you about the third guy because I was like, oh, what were they called? Imperium. Like, it made. Did they cut a guy or did he not make it? And I, because it felt like that brand was really established on NXT. And would you want that presence in, in yeah, in the the, the main? Yeah, roster? everyone's so confused. Would, that's why I think yeah, there has yeah, to be some sort of great. contract thing. Yeah, he looked great, but it was like, oh, it's just him and the other guy. Are they going to be a tag team or whatever? And he looks impressive, and I, you know, whatever. But it's you know, yeah. So, yeah, you know. I do think that there's a, a missing – I do think also this is one of those moments where in retrospect you, you kind of wish that they had kept Alexander Wolf. You know? Sure. Um, hard pass knows what I mean in that one. He was a fourth member of, of Imperium, and they cut him because they were keeping the other three. Um, now it's all like if there is an issue with Fabian, it would be nice to have a third. I think Imperium does stand as a, as a three. I think as a, as a two it does feel a little lopsided. Doesn't Could be someone else, too. There's plenty of people on the roster. You never know who's going to join up with whatever. I think yeah. Gunther makes sense to have goons. I really do. Because yes. if he doesn't if he doesn't have goons, that sh- like he almost has to cheat to win a few times. Otherwise, in a few weeks, or a few months, or maybe even a few weeks, Rowan, well, he obviously should be the champion. I don't understand what's going on here. You have to yeah. give him a reason to not – like he's going to be too big, mm-hmm. too like too dominating, that if he doesn't also cheat – then it's almost like, well, then they're just, he should be the champ. I don't understand what we're doing here. That's what I think. Like, he has to have goons, I think. Yeah. And I think also in SmackDown, being what it is, that's the same brand that has the Bloodline, the New Day, Butch, Sheamus, and Ridge. I'm like, you already have a bunch of three-man teams. Why wouldn't you want another three-man team there? You know what I mean? Like, just to... Just to add fuel to that fire, but the Shield Wyatt family yeah. stuff was some of the best stuff we had during that whole time period. That was it. Yeah. Like, that was that was amazing. It was you had to have groups to do that. So yeah, yep, yep. Um, I don't have anything really to say about the Ronda Charlotte thing except this. This is all I have to say about it. If it was me, I would have booked the I Quit match the same night and got the title off of Charlotte immediately. We're gonna get it a backlash. I say Ronda goes over. You move on, and we're good. And Charlotte can go to AEW, hopefully. She can go to AEW. That's fine, yeah. Or Impact. You want the greatest female talent of all time to leave the company. That's oh, you're want. talking about no Becky one talked Lynch? About no, Becky Lynch is staying. We're keeping Becky yeah, Lynch. Yeah, yeah. Becky it's Lynch. It's just silly. It's just silly. Yeah, we're no, keeping Becky and Bailey. Awful. Yeah. Yeah, we'll never. It's awful. What is yeah. Charlotte not great at? Uh, uh, talking, selling, moves, at? execution of a moonsault. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. I think you could teach a three-year-old kid how to sell better in the ring, and she would instantaneously better than Charlotte. You're lunatics. You're just yeah, lunatics. I I, I'm sorry on that one. That's the only wrestler that I've come back on, and that's bathroom break. Charlotte Flair's bathroom break for me. That's crazy. Yeah, I don't so think... You, so you'd rather put it on Ronda Rousey, who can't talk yeah. at all. Which she's, she talks Ronda's like a real person. She, she's getting better. I, I don't disagree. Ronda's not great at the promo yet. But guess who was terrible. Guess who was terrible at the promo for years? Roman Reigns. I still think he ain't that great, but whatever. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah, but, but the thing is um, uh, with Ronda, because I actually like this version of her promos much more than the last run she had. Her promos back then were a little shaky. This feels like a real person talking. 
Yeah, That's what I like about it. And it feels more authentic. It feels very authentic. And the other thing you have to know about Ronda Rousey is she grew up with a terrible speech impediment. Not like a lisp. It was like a, it's the one where you actually can't say words, which is why she got into physicality to begin with. Is because she has a hard time uh, actually using words. Like physically talking Great. Is, a, is a thing. I just don't think that's who you want doing promos every week. In my well, let me say this, Keep though. them short and simple. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. She sounds like a real person okay, talking. It doesn't bother me. That. They should do that then. I they did like that. I liked the match between the two of them at WrestleMania. I thought it was a good match. I thought it was like a B-plus match. Uh, um, it just feels like Justin Time says Rana does one thing important Char- that Charlotte doesn't make the division she's in better. I I, I feel like that's like Becky Lynch did. She destroyed. But I'm just telling you, like that's Justin Time's opinion, not mine. You can take it up with Justin Time. I'll just say this: <laughs> I don't want to spend any time talking about Charlotte. I'll just say yeah. this: I felt like Becky Lynch just taught the wrestling masterclass on how to get your opponent over for what she did for Bianca Belair, and 100%. I think. If you, Charlotte did nothing for Ronda. They had to bring in a, a an equal to or greater star than Charlotte to have somebody go up against her. And after her, like she and I describe it as this a hard pass. Like I, I'm not being critical, but like I'll use the Charlotte Becky match as an example. She's like the fucking Terminator. She can't sell. She cannot sell. She cannot let her opponent get over for one second. And it's just, to me, it feels like ego, selfish-driven. It feels very personal. Like, that is the first time I ever watched a, a wrestling match and go, this whole thing is a shoot. Like, she like she does not, like, these two women hate each other personally, professionally, but, like, Becky could sell. Like, Becky was selling for Charlotte, and Charlotte was like, I am an, she was like the blob from the X-Men comics. I, no one can stop the blob. Like, Okay, like, it's okay to sell. I'm not saying be Mr. Perfect, but, like, sell. Like, sell for your opponent just a little bit. I I feel like it would ingratiate her to the fans more. I feel like it would make it – she would be more beloved than she is. I feel like the only thing that tarnishes Charlotte's legacy is Charlotte. I'll never – I never had that vibe. I've never noticed a lack of selling. That's maybe on me just because I love her. But if you go back and watch that Sasha-Charlotte feud from three years ago on Raw, she sold the shit out of it for for Sasha. I wasn't there for it. But that's also the other thing is that, uh, for for one, we've talked about this a couple times, that Charlotte was better three years ago at all those things. And for whatever reason, the last year, it's like every match we're getting is like worse and worse with her as far as that goes. Um, And the other thing is Charlotte has the people she's willing to sell to and it's such a, a definitive group that it undermines the rest of the division, right? Like if she's going to sell for Bailey and Sasha and Becky, but not Ronda or Alexa or or anyone else who she gets in the ring with, it doesn't make the other it doesn't make the rest of the division look strong. It makes the whole division look look bad. Where when you have those same talents, the Sasha's, Bailey's, Becky's, and Alexa selling for everyone else, they're saying, "Hey, everyone is on this level," and Charlotte is doing everything she can to be like, "No." No I won't argue that this run is not her best run. No, yeah. no arguments there. And if you've just gotten back into it, I get a lot of what you're saying because yeah. there was yeah. a three-year stretch where she was, I think, the best yeah. thing going. But I don't want my I don't want my 
top two people in each division overselling. Like, even I'm not when, asking her like, to oversell. I'm not asking. I mean, I she is the like, Terminator. She's a 13-time champ. She's a second generation. She's the son of the greatest, the greatest of all time. Like, she is the Terminator. Like, that's I, the point. I get it, but like to not even react to like a slap or part, to like if I slap you and you don't like move, like you move forward and you don't move back. Like to me, those are the small things I noticed that I I wouldn't have noticed as a kid. You know, yeah, you didn't notice as a kid because you watched Hogan and you didn't have a problem with it. That's like, she's Hogan. Hogan sold yeah. more than Charlotte does. The other thing yeah. is that that uh, Charlotte being the Terminator, fine if you want to say that's her her character, her thing. But Ronda Rousey is legitimate UFC champion, UFC yeah. Hall of Famer, judo bronze in the Olympics. You're going to tell me if she fucking punched you in the ribs, you wouldn't react. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. she can will, sell for Ronda. The promise I'll make both of you guys is that I'll go back and rewatch that match. I'll rewatch that match with it more Watch the eye. Becky one, too, yeah. though. Watch the Becky one. I felt like Becky Which laid Which Becky one? The, the, the last match that Becky and Ronda had. Because I just came back before SummerSlam of last year. So it's almost been, what, eight or nine months, ten months. But uh, like a month before SummerSlam, I was back. Vis-a-vis Pat McAfee was a big reason I came back to wrestling. And I've been friends with Ref Marsh for you know, going on almost two decades. So he's into it. And I would just started talking to him a lot more. And he's like, Hey, why don't you just be on the show and we'll talk about wrestling and you'll be like a new guy back into wrestling. And, Cause I, I, I did watch stuff when I was a kid, but the attitude era for, you know, from about 97 to 2003, I, I didn't follow religiously, but I followed it as close as I could given, you know, working, you know, whatever I did back in then those days. So are you sure you, did you mean Becky? You said Becky Ronda. Did you mean Becky Charlotte? No, Becky Charlotte from from what was that pay per view? Yeah, Survivor I know what you're talking about. The, the yeah, was it the end of yeah? And then, and then I felt like this last Becky Ron. I didn't feel like the Ronda Charlotte WrestleMania match was all that bad. I thought it was okay, um, but you could probably find some points where she doesn't sell. Um, I I was disappointed that she won, but it's like oh, okay, they got to drag this out because they don't have anybody else for Charlotte. That's part of the mm. problem. Because, yeah. like Ruff Marsh says, she's not helping the roster. Like, I feel like Becky Lynch now doesn't need to be the champion, and they and they, she's probably going to be on break for a while, I'm assuming. So, but we'll, but whatever. I mean, like, I just feel like, you know, her her character is not any less diminished losing to Bianca. I mean, we're seeing Bianca KOD like do drop and shit, and she literally yeah. did go to the back of the line. They did a great job with that storyline too. I don't want to. Again, it was perfect. Was way more it time than I ever wanted to about Charlotte. Just, I mean, you know, yeah. I just feel like there's so many other better things to watch that it's just like, okay, well, the, you're not going to put in the effort. Uh, it feels like to me there's some stuff behind the scenes that are affecting performances in the ring. If three years ago she was doing an unbelievable job, it just feels like that might be the case. And yeah. and I don't try to – I got a little bit too involved in the dirt sheets when I came back, and I've just kind of walked away from it. So I just want to enjoy it as the male testosterone-driven soap opera, I used to call it, except for the new and exciting thing for me is that the women's stuff is the best stuff, in my opinion, without question. I love the women's stuff and all the storylines going there more than I'm interested in the men's stuff. Becky Bianca Becky Bianca was the best storyline. It was so good. Like, because of the year-long and yeah. really two-year-long. No, I guess one year long. One year long of what it was. Yeah. Whenever Becky left, it was per- that was perfect. No, like it was head and shoulders above it. Like I'll agree with yeah, that. Yeah. And right now, Becky's the best. I just I have a 
I'm just really high on Charlotte Lifetime Legacy. Sure. They're building something, but yeah. Let me make one point too. I hated Ronda Rousey as a UFC fighter. I'm a I'm a religious UFC. I watched the last pay per view. See, I was I the opposite. I was so big on Ronda in the UFC, and I can't stand her. Since hated been her. WWE. I because you don't need the heel. I mean, the heel sells fights in the UFC at times, but I didn't think she was a good heel. Um, I also was a Misha Tate fan because she was kind of regionally from where I grew up and stuff like that. So. You know, I always rooted for Misha, not because I ha- I hated Ronda. Like, once I learned a lot more about Ronda's story, I did, like, oh, okay, you know, her dad killed himself. And, you know, like, I respected the athlete, but, like, I, I ain't going to lie. I jumped through my chair when Holly Holm knocked her out. I loved it. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I'm she's one of the top five most dominant athletes, regardless of gender of all time. She's in the she UFC Hall people. of Fame already. So, yeah. like, it's, yeah, yeah, she deserves it, too. No one will say she doesn't. I mean, she's the whole reason we have women fighting in the UFC. Because before her, Dana White was like, we're not having. She didn't start in the UFC, Vista. right? She didn't start in the UFC. No, she started in other stuff, yeah. yeah. yeah and, Sorry, Marsh, are we taking this off the rails, bud? No, yeah, let's yeah, go. Well. Yeah, let's go. But we're talking about Ronda. You know, yeah. she is a <laughs> But I'm a big fan of her. In the, and I'm willing, I know that she's not the promo queen that, that, like Becky and some of them are right now, but she'll get there because she's relatively new, right, Marsh? She's only been in the WWE, like, what, three years, two and a half years, and half of that was having a baby. Yeah, yeah no, she's only been on so, TV for about a year. As far She as didn't WWE come goes. up like Becky Lynch from, like, wherever the hell she came up from. And I, I don't understand how Ronda – here's the last thing I'll say on it, too. I just don't get how she's a face. After everything she did while she was having that baby online, you could have used that so much. She should And something I said as well – the last two matches she's had, she's been or not sorry. Last two singles matches she's had on pay per view, she's been screwed both times. Yeah. Like one was on purpose and one wasn't. The shoulder being up in the WrestleMania yeah. match, and then this one with Charlotte, she was screwed. So her last two big matches, that's a way to, to turn something in someone to be a heel. Like that's Sami Zayn-ish, you know, when you start getting all yeah. pissy about what happens to you, they can flip that switch. So I, I think it's strictly by virtue of being with Charlotte. Yeah, I, don't you think she's a heel before too long? Uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see her go heel after whatever happens with Charlotte. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me because I feel like that she gets a lot more uh, uh, passion and fervor in her voice when she's doing heel promos versus when she's doing the babyface promos. Uh, I think that she's trying to subdue herself a little bit when she's um, doing the babyface stuff, and so that's why I said to me it sounds like more of a person talking, which I can appreciate because it doesn't sound like a robot reciting necessarily. Uh, I also but, think, though, when she was there last time, talking about her being better for the division, I disagree. Like, there was no one that made sense to beat her until you had the single great, like, biggest act in wrestling over the last 20 years, Becky, is what it took to beat her. Like, it's just going to take that level once she gets that title. No one else makes sense to beat her. And no one else that makes was by sense design. to But what a great way to bring yeah, her I know. back. I, but what a great way to bring Becky back, though, too. Like, we can bring Becky back for that reason or whatever. You know? It's Becky Ronda at next year's Mania, no doubt, one hundred percent. That's the match next year at Mania, like oh, for sure. You're calling like it's, it. Huh? Oh, hundred. I don't think there's any other way to go to it. Like, it's that's the only, that's the last huge storyline that can be longer than a couple months. Like, that's got history forever. Like, I think so at least. Yeah, I would be for it. Yeah, the only other yeah. thing I could see them doing that would make a would make sense, but take work would be like a Shayna Baszler. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. You could work, get there, but you could. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you could get there. They buried her a little bit, so it, they got to resurrect her character a bit. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, moving on from Charlotte, though, I do want to get your take, uh, Beard, on the topic of Charlotte. Charlotte's stepmom, Lacey Evans, has made his, her return. And they cut a promo. Last time we saw Lacey Evans, hot off of having Ric Flair's baby, has returned and cut a promo where she talked about her life and she had the really dug into like the military background thing, uh, which was something we'd been saying for a long time. We didn't understand the Southern Belle stuff at all. Is that literally uh, her stepmom in real life? I didn't know. No, know. there was no, a story a when she people. left that uh, Lacey Evans was like canoodling with Rick uh, Flair a bunch and was getting in Charlotte's face like, oh, I'm I'm with your dad, this and that. And then all okay. of a sudden she announced that she was pregnant and Rick Flair said, oh, yes, woo, and started dancing around. He was all yeah, excited. I had no idea who she was, but it was kind of cool to hear her story. Yes, I, I want to know what you NXT. thought about it. Well, I thought she was in NXT cat for one sorry mm. so i didn't even know she was a main roster person that had come back um dude i'm a military guy of course i'm gonna i'd spend 25 years in the, in the army so i'm not gonna you know i want to give her a chance i i think it's a great she seems like a role model to me like mm-hmm. sounds like she had a pretty fucking hard life too because it felt like her was pretty real like mm-hmm. she's going through all her shit and it was like oh man this lady went through some shit you know yeah. So it felt, I mean, if it was, if it was, if it, it felt genuine, it didn't feel like she was acting. It felt like she was just like, Hey, I, you know, I went through all this fucked up shit. Like here I am. Like I'm here to stay. She, and she looked like a superstar to me. I hope she, I hope she has a good long career. I'm excited to see what she can do in the ring. Like so, I said, the women's stuff is so great. Like there's so sure. much potential. And I had no idea who that, that tall girl was. I go, I don't, Stephanie looked at me cause my wife's been watching a lot of it now with me. And she's like, I go, I don't know who she is, and I didn't see her on NXT when I watched the one NXT event, so, like, yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, she was on that one. She was in a tag team, though. But going back to Lacey, uh, I want to know your perspective. I had a feeling you might be thinking that way. Producer Lady had an issue with her previous version, which was the Southern Belle, and was almost never talking about her military stuff, yeah, and yeah. she was always, like, currying favor and was, like, moving around in such a way that we took a, a 10-year-old to a, a live event here in Tucson, and as we're driving home, he goes, I don't understand why that Lacey girl isn't just a stripper. I think she would be happier. And I was like, holy shit. Like the kid picked up that there was a lot of sexual connotation to this character, even from a live event perspective. Um, and we kept saying, why aren't they leaning into her real story? Because we had heard her real story uh, on, what was it Breaking Ground, I think was the show? Like Veer. Uh, say what? I said like Veer. Like, I agree yeah. with you 100%. Like, Veer. It's, like, it's easy to do a fucking sexy lady stripper thing. That's been done so much in the US, in the WWE. I mean, going back to the Godfather and Pimps and Hoes and all that stuff. Puppies and Jerry Lawler, which we'll get into. Uh, I just, like, for me, like, yes, lean into your service. That yeah. is not going to hurt. There's a shit ton of veterans out there that are wrestling fans. They are going to love her for this. It, I mean, like I said, I never, I'm thank God I never saw any of that other stuff because I'm sure I would probably have a negative opinion of her otherwise. It's, it's, it's probably because they just didn't know what to do with her. And now it's like, no, let me do this. And if this doesn't work, it's probably not going to work for her. But I, I do think that, I mean, you could really go far with this. Like, when's the last time you had a character that was like, had any mil- Sergeant Slaughter is the only guy I can think of. Like, that they've really leaned into the military thing. Now, again, I was away for 17 years, so 
I know John Cena's thing is very military sticky, but he, you know, it's not ever brought up or anything like that. It's, you know, he does the salute and all that, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, you'd have to tell me. Uh, yeah. Uh, and on that same note, what I was saying about producer lady, because she's seen all the other stuff, she saw this promo and is very hesitant. I was like, this is the rebranding we've been begging for. Uh, you know what I mean? Like we wanted them to lean right. into that because, because producer lady kept saying like, not only, should I be uh, aligned with this person? I should be supporting them because they had a similar background. Uh, I mean, even so much so is that, that Producer Lady at one point was uh, uh, learning on Coney Island like about burlesque and stuff. So she's like, I really should like either version, right? She was like, but I clearly don't. Like, there's very diff- there's a very difference in, in presentation. So the fact that they went this way, she's already hesitant. She goes, I don't know how to feel about it. I don't know if I like it. She wasn't amazing in the ring. She was learning last time we saw her. She's like, I hope she holds up. But in that regard, because those are two different perspectives from military people, for me, I loved it from what you said. I was like, this is the, the way she should be presented. I want to know what hard pass thinks. You got to see all of it too, but from the non-military mind, what did you think of it? So when I'm trolling, you will know that I'm trolling. I promise I am not trolling. I loved Lacey before. I was big on Lacey Evans before. I thought she was light years ahead of where she should have been in the ring. She was so new. I really, like, she was not on TV much, and I thought she was light years ahead of where she should be. I didn't think she was perfect. I didn't think she was super great. I just really enjoyed when Lacey was on my television. I liked it. Did I love the character? Maybe not. I I get everything you're saying. I get the character flaws, but I liked Lacey. I wanted to see more of Lacey on my television. I was a fan of her. So this, she comes back. I liked the idea of what she's doing. I liked the content of her speech. I thought that promo was long and meandering, and I didn't love it. I Mm. thought that was a documentary, not a promo. And I'm okay with it. I hope that it's not six of those in a row before she gets in the ring again. Mm. If that's what they did one time to represent her, and then we get maybe a shorter version a couple times, and then she gets back in the ring and we see her, all for it. If we get five more of those long explain explain whatever long wordy promos i'm not for it i i it was too much for me so i loved it the content was good it was just it was so freaking long and so many words and i just that's my opinion it was a long promo it definitely was yeah yeah i was like wow they're giving her a lot of time i have no idea who this is (laughs) but i want to hear that story i'm happy with that story i would have watched a documentary that was that story i would have i watched all those docs so i would have watched that but like it was a little and much for me. Back in the day, this would have been like a two-part sit-down with JR, you know, like right. they'd have done something like that. And that's different. That would have felt more like yeah. an interview, and I would have been behind that. I just – the way yeah. it was presented, Yeah, I think a lot of people liked it, and I'm glad a lot of people liked it because I like Lacey. And if she's getting TV time, I'm into it. I just – that promo was not for me. It was too much. You know, it reminded me when you said that is I remember telling a producer when – when all the Southern Bell stuff was happening, she's like, I hate it. And, and you know, she's not perfect, this and that. And I kept saying, this Lacey isn't our Lacey. Like, I was right. like, what, what we're doing now is we're living through the beginning of Lacey. And I was like, realistically, in five years, she's going to be something super special. But we got to wait five years to get there. And this is part of that journey. This is the first part of John Cena and his matching tights and boots. Like, we got to do that first bit. To figure out where it's actually going to land. And I was like, and to be honest, if this is the bit you're going to throw away, good. Get it out of the way now. Like in, yeah. in the office, 
when Pam says something to Jim and he goes, great idea. Get all the terrible ideas out first. This is perfect. That's what it was with the Southern Bell. Perfect. Do the horrible shit first because we can repackage it and move on to something better when we're ready. Like, Because she did uh, a little bit of the military stuff, but it would be in promos for the USO shows yes. or in little interviews. It wasn't her character. but like, Or she'd be dressed like a pinup and... With in front of a jet, and you're like, well... She can't be a... Like, she is not a heel. That no. person is not a heel. There's nothing heel about that person. So when they were presenting her as a heel, it was tough. Because, like, even that Saudi match, so when they had the first women's ever Saudi match, it was her and Natalia, right? That was the first ever yeah. women's Saudi yep. match. She couldn't... She was supposed to be heel, and she just couldn't do it. It was such a big yeah. moment. It was, it was so important, and, like, she was smiling the whole time, and you couldn't help it. And I go, yeah, give us that. Lacey's yeah. a great – I want to root for this person. Stop making me boo this person because yeah. I boo the bad guys. I boo bad guys. I don't care. I don't I don't cheer for heels. So I wasn't going to cheer, but I wanted to. Well, yeah, I, I was on board with the idea of Sasha slapping her kid, though. She was a decent heel. Sasha's heel. Sasha's always been heel. She's yeah. heel now. She's always a heel. That woman is heel through and through. Yeah. But she's so popular. It's like when they try to make Stone Cold. Get out of here with that Sasha shit. Get out of here. Sasha yeah. You don't, think, mid. you don't think Sasha's mid? You don't think she's popular? Okay. Oh, she no, she's popular. You're right. No, no, she's yeah. very popular. I'm <laughs> just saying. She's no, no, no. really popular to me. No, 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 no. She's extremely popular. <laughs> I'm in. The, I'm. I know. I'm even wrong. I'll even admit I'm wrong about this. See, that girl does nothing for me. Sasha, I don't. The only time okay. I like Sasha was when Sasha's ratchet. No, she's not. That was my Sasha. That Everything she's on the main roster, That's I'm not. Sure. I don't. Doesn't do anything for me. I got you. Yeah. Let me blow through a couple things. The Raquel Rodriguez thing, uh, it kind of was what it was, uh, not, which is which is to say not much. Uh, but an introduction to Raquel on the main roster, I'm for. Uh, I think she'll bring a lot to the. I forgot that she there was like, character. There was character there. Like, yeah. It was better than Champa's interview. <laughs> no, see, we'll have a you got interrupted. Yeah, I mean, that was awesome. It was funny, but like, they, I know that we're getting into Raw. Because I want to talk about a couple things. We have a difference of opinion there, but with the Raquel thing, I, I gave her some character. I like it. I'm for it. Give her yep. some character. I know it was silly and stupid with those two, but I'll take some character. Uh, and I wanted to mention, and yeah, 100%, uh, Corbin and Madcap. Did you guys? Oh. I thought it How? was happening. I thought it was happening. I was not surprised that that was Not surprised? Yeah. But what did you guys also take note at how incredible Happy Corbin is at his job? By the end yeah. of that segment, they were on fire for Madcap, cheering yeah, yeah, no, everything he was doing. Yeah. Was you know like, how many people? You know how many people Madcap could, or how many people could have gotten Madcap over? Uh, I don't know. Corbin, two, three. Corbin. Corbin's it. That's it. Uh, Maybe Corbin Sami Zayn. <laughs> yeah, I got nothing against Corbin. I think he's great. He's really Jeez. good in the ring. I was I, I was wondering why they didn't do more in-ring stuff with the Drew McIntyre thing, and I was wondering if maybe he was injured or something in real life. It was good, but it would have – because they could have still done all the shady shit. Because it's going to keep – he's undefeated. You have to make a strong match for Drew at Mania. He was always going to beat Corbin. He was always going to wipe the floor with him. So you had to make – you couldn't have Corbin looking too weak going into that. Oh, I mean, I didn't want him to lose. I would have been fine with him not losing. I was just yeah. surprised they didn't do more because he's actually very good in the ring. Like, yes. So you were, talking about G, you were talking about GM mode on 2K earlier, yeah, yeah. how you're doing GM mode. That's the same problem I have, like, when they have him wrestle so much before the pay-per-view. I hate that. And on that GM mode – you can't get a four-star rivalry until you have them wrestle on Raw. 
And I'm like, no, nice. I'm not letting them wrestle until perfect. the pay-per-view. That's the point. So That's Corbin perfect. not touching Drew in a ring, in like bell to bell, I loved that. Backstage fights, run-ins, uh, yeah, promos, they did that all stuff, that but stuff. it was it felt one-sided. Like, and I'm not saying Drew yeah. had to get his hands on him. It, I mean, they could have done like the 24/7 thing where you run, like just run all the time. But I yeah. I was surprised that we didn't get like a couple of in-ring things where Madcap comes and interferes, and 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 Corbin beats. Because I don't think it would have hurt. Uh, Drew McIntyre to lose a match to Corbin. I'll argue it will just because the only yeah. argument I have is that when that mo- when you got that moment at Mania, that's just two guys in the middle of the card with no title. Like yeah. the fact that we cared so much about it and the fact that it was such a good match and we really cared, I think is because they didn't touch. In my opinion, that's mm-hmm. that's what happened. That's so. It was a great story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I dug it. And the Sami Zayn set with Drew McIntyre right. was making fire. me laugh. That was great. Sami Zayn is another guy that's so good. It's like, what are you doing? Like, he could do anything. You talked about getting people over. Like, that, not, by the way, I, I don't, I, I think I was with the septic guy when you were doing the WrestleMania thing. We we watched it live, Ref Marsh and I. That was one of the best matches from the WrestleMania as a whole. And it's yeah. because Sami Zayn can sell so well. And then you had, like, you know, like we talked about what was the we thought the Jake Paul or Logan Paul match was going to be a an app like a like a, a celebrity match. That was not a celebrity match. That was a great freaking match. Mm-hmm. The Johnny Knoxville thing, we had no doubt it was going to be a celebrity match. That was pretty damn good. That might be the greatest celebrity match of all time. I know everybody references Bad Bunny. I didn't see that match, but I heard he's great. My wife likes him, and so, but uh. I mean, that was good. And I don't consider the Logan Paul a celebrity match at all. Like, he could be on the, you know, and then hearing that he was, like, state champion in collegiate wrestling for Ohio, that's not a small state. I mean, that's an impressive feat. That guy went, you know, 12 rounds with Floyd Mayweather. You know, I mean, say what you want to about the Paul brothers. I think they're marketing geniuses, and I am not against, I don't hate them. So, like, I. As long as they're heels, as long as they're heels. They have to be. Yeah. Instead of saying celebrity match, I, I think the better term, and I don't know, if, I don't think I've heard that, spectacle match. The, the Sammy yeah. Knoxville match was a spectacle match. The McAfee match and the Logan Paul match, while they were celebrities, were still wrestling matches. Yeah. So I think there's a difference. That's a wrestler in my mind. Yes. Yeah, such an athlete. Yeah. yeah. But Sammy's in. Yeah. I'm going to do you a huge favor. Uh, you're so, you could say you're welcome at any time. Go back and watch Sammy Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura at NXT. Just type in Shinsuke, Sammy, NXT, and then type in Generico, Steen, Ladder Wars. Sammy Zayn is the fucking man. Everything that guy does is home run. I am such a huge Sammy Zayn guy. Yeah, and he's great. he can never lose again, or he can never win another match and still be, like, good. There's certain guys that need to win every once in a while, otherwise you yeah. stop believing in them. Sammy could lose every match the rest of his career, and I'd still be here for it. Ref Marsh loves him. Yeah. And, he's great. I, yeah. and I and he's really the one that first clued me in on like this guy's brilliance. He's yeah. great. I, I I don't uh usually Ref Marsh doesn't steer me astray. And I was pretty I've been a big fan of his. And yeah. And when great. he first the heel version of Sammy you're seeing now is great. And I love this heel version. Yeah. His first time ever going heel, because he at first this guy was baby through and through, and some people thought he'd never turn heel. Like he was mm-hmm. going to be baby his whole career, and it would have made sense. There's a very few guys who have done it, 
and he was going to be one of those guys. Yeah, right, Cena, baby? basically. Cena, there's a, there's a, just a very, very, you know, yeah. it used to be you know, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat was never a, yeah. never a heel. Yeah. There's certain yeah. guys like way back there, but what Sammy did to become heel was not anything dastardly. It wasn't underhanded. He just took his face character and turned it up to a thousand. He yeah. was so fucking annoying, and it was perfect <laughs> heel shit. It was yeah. so great, like, yeah, it's it was amazing. Awesome. It was amazing. His whole thing with Adam Pierce. I want the next guy who comes through it. No, no, no. Let's start over again. The next, next guy. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it almost made me like Adam Pierce for two seconds. Yeah. That's a McIntyre. I'm here for a McIntyre Sami Zayn pay per view match. I'm definitely here for it. That's, I'm very excited for that. And McIntyre will win. And that's cool. I don't need Sammy to win that match. Like, I'm here no, for No, that it. feud can be over. That's just a yep. nice pillar. Like, that's over. Yeah. Like, we can do, now they can, yeah, we can do move something on. more brilliant with Sammy. Because, yeah. They, yeah. You know, Ruff Mars thinks they're gonna do a title run with McIntyre. I, I don't know that that's gonna be. The oh case. yeah, he'll hold the title again. Okay. I think he'll hold the title again for yeah. sure. Like yeah. anything, I guess nothing's for sure, but like yeah. he'll get that title again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I I love Sami Zayn. Uh, incredible. Uh, I liked the bloodline stuff. Shinsuke coming out sort of made sense, but sort of didn't. Uh, it's also fine because I guess we gotta have. Roman do something and potentially Roman hasn't had like a bad match so it'd be interesting to see what he does with Shinsuke because we know Shinsuke is capable of putting on incredible classics he just doesn't often so uh, I think we're gonna get a better Shinsuke match with Roman than we've seen in two years that's what I think I think we're gonna that's get my hunch yeah let's hope so well they gotta do something with Shinsuke now too that Boogs has got yeah 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 this is exactly. a bummer I wish I wish that Boogs wouldn't have got hurt and they would have got over and the fucking bloodline would be done. I'm so fucking tired of the bloodline. I fucking hate the fucking bloodline. I think it's fucking horrific. It's not good. I'm sick of it. They're great in the ring. Okay, I get it. They're fucking assholes. You know what? We got a war in Ukraine. We got all this fucking bullshit. COVID. I want to see some good shit. Like, let me have some good shit. Like, I, this needs to be an escape for me. And the bloodline isn't doing it for me. And Marsh will tell me why I'm wrong, but I don't care. If Roman has to win, if Roman's going to keep that belt till Mania next year, he has to beat at least six guys. There's got to be six guys who lose. And I'm here for Shinsuke being one of the guys who loses. I think it can be a fun little promo, yeah. or, you know, fun little program, a, a, a great match. Cesaro was a great match. He knew he was never winning. Uh, Jey yeah. Uso was a great match. He knew he was never winning. There's several guys that had great little runs. Cena. I believe that Cena could win. That was a great match. That was a great. He's got to beat six guys leading into Zomania next year, if not more. Shinsuke being one of them, all for it. We're going to let him. I just don't. I don't need Roman to have both belts. And I don't need the bloodline to go after RK Bro, one of the shining things. And watching Randy Orton talk about being in RK Bro on McAfee's show. And I told this before I ever heard him say it. I told Ref Marsh and Kevlar, I said, he fucking loves this. You can see it in his face. And he said, I love this. It's my the most favorite thing I've done in my career, basically, is what he said on McAfee's show. And I was like, yeah, I want more RK, bro. The fans love it. It might be one of the biggest tag teams ever by the time it's all said and done if they keep it together and they don't end it. Um, and the way Randy Orton was talking, he likes it. Because, you know, I mean, again, how many more years is Randy Orton going to wrestle? You know, you never Ten. know when he, well, Ten. yeah, probably. He's the next Undertaker, absolutely, right? He will have the most title reigns of all time when it's all said and done. Well, God, that might be what it takes to get rid of fucking Roman Reigns, and I would be 100 fucking percent for it. Nothing, so I mean, I, again, I, like, 
it, you know, they're calling him the greatest of all time and they're throwing all these accolades. And I'm like, is he in the top five? I don't know. I like, I, it, I get it, but it's like, yes, because I feel so passionately about it. Marsh would argue, oh, he's doing such a good job as a heel. You hate him so badly. Yeah, but I don't want, I don't need to see it anymore. They dominate it. Okay, they dominate This dominated. character, this character that WWE has written and built is a top five character of all time. Maybe top ten at worst. Well, it sounds like this character is not a character if you watch WWE Evil. No. It's just Roman being himself. No, it's so, a character, and they've built it the right way. Yeah. And my argument has always been that you give anyone that many chances and that much of a push for that many years, they can yeah. be a star. Exactly. Think- That's exactly what they did, where it wasn't the Rock or Stone Cold or out of nowhere type thing. Or when they put the rocket straps on someone, when they put a rocket ship to someone, they can yeah. build anyone they want. That's yeah, my opinion. Exactly. Well, they yeah. and I think it was only slowed based on what I've read and researched and we've talked about by like guys like Daniel Bryan, where the crowd is like, no, fuck you. We want this. Yeah. You know, where that's finally like, you know, Triple H even said that in his interview. It's like sometimes you just got, like the crowd just tells you we're not buying this shit. You know, and I so know if you're that worried was- if you're worried about the Usos and the RK bro, which you should be worried. I, I can't stand that the titles are unified at all. And I can't unless they're going to defend them separately. Drives me nuts. It's one of my least favorite things in wrestling is a unification match. Hate it. However, the counterpoint I'll make is what if RK Bro wins? And what if that causes dissension in the bloodline? And what if The Rock ends up taking the Usos as part of their bloodline? And then everything's awesome. Everything could be awesome. Yeah, I just don't know that we keep hearing The Rock and them, WrestleMania 39, WrestleMania 40, that could very well be the case, and The Rock will definitely get over on Roman Reigns. But like, I, I just don't know that The Rock, between he needs to become the president of the United States, in my opinion, uh, uh, is going to have time to do what we think. You know, we talk about this fantasy booking. I'm just thinking, where do we go now with the roster we have now? And you've made Roman this basically unstoppable force, and the Usos too. And I, I know, I mean, Boog's injury was bad, and that was not part of the plan, I'm sure, but. I don't know. It feels like they're making this up, and it's almost like, okay. But Ref Marsh was right. We talked about this. What do you do with the other title? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. yeah. I think you take one of the titles off of him through some shit cannery. I also think that uh, the reason you have a character like a Roman isn't necessarily for Roman's sake. It's for the who's next sake. The same, the same thing with Becky Bianca. You don't get the Bianca we have now without – Becky being what Roman 100%. is to the women. So I'm excited about, because there's so many, like, who could it be? And the fact that there's so many names being passed around and a whole bunch of never could, never could, it's going to be someone. And when it is that yeah. someone, that's going to be huge. And that's going to be good. Like That's that's how we got Brock. That's but how we, we have the Brock we have, is because of the Undertaker. Yeah. It's a, yeah. It's a, like, yeah. But Cowboy Brock... Who we loved, like Kevlar and I was loving, just like is gone now. We, I don't know. I think he's done. I don't know that we're going to see him. Not back. forever. Not forever. But he'll be. Oh, gone. I hope we get that version of Brock Lesnar back because again, another guy I fucking hated at the UFC, but just absolutely loved him. I fucking cheered when Alistair Overeem liver kicked his ass into his first retirement. Uh, this. This Brock was like I so enjoyable, and I got to, I've seen a bunch of interviews with him now. Like he was on Pat Show and stuff, and just get to know him as a human being. Like he, you know, Brock is never really a baby face, but he pretty much was a baby face for this whole thing, and he loved it, and it was great. You could just tell he was enjoying every bit of it, and uh, 
In my opinion, we got the perfect amount of Brock. Yeah, I think yeah. we got the perfect amount of Brock. I love Brock. I love when he's a part yeah. of the WWE. I think we got the perfect amount, and I hope we get the perfect amount again someday. I yeah. don't need to see him every week. Everyone complained when he was the champion that you never see him because he's a goddamn spectacle. He yeah, shouldn't yeah. be on your TVs every single week. I for agree with that. Weeks a year. Like, the alpha male of our species, as Pat would say. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Go ahead, Ryan. And I Mars. was there that night. I was at SummerSlam the night he came back. That pop after a long fucking night yeah. was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. It was crazy. It was sure. Wow. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. I think the highest UFCs ever until McGregor had his thing and he became so big were Brock Lesnar was on yeah. the card. So, yeah. like, 100 and 200, I think, were. But I think McGregor was on the 200, too, so it's kind of. But anyway, go ahead, Ref Marsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was in there, too, at, at the SummerSlam in Vegas. And, yeah, I, it was also hysterical to watch because as they're doing the thing and everything's kind of, you could see on the ground because I was kind of up, you could see a bunch of people starting to file out, going, oh, well, this is it. And then as soon as you heard Brock's music, blah, you just saw people rushing back to what I was I was one of those guys. Yeah. <gasps> oh, you left your seat, huh? So here's what I did. Because my seat, I had 10th row seats or something. Those aren't great seats. I, I will never sit on the floor again unless I happen to get front row. The front row, they, they weren't great seats. Because you couldn't. Oh, no. You're okay. We can, we can hear, hear you. you. There you go. You're back. You're back. Yeah. My battery is not charging as fast. My battery is not charging as fast as the, uh, the Zoom is taking. I didn't leave all the way, though. I didn't leave no. all the way. I went to the because I knew something was coming. I went to the end, like where I could see in an exit and stood there, and people were passing me and passing me and passing me, and then everyone passed back by me. So hey, when I when I drop out, I'll kick back on on the other computer. So go ahead. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, I'm ready to talk about Raw. If there's anything else on SmackDown you guys wanted to hit specifically, nope. Those are the, those are the hot spots I wanted to talk about. So we can talk Raw a little bit. We talked a little bit of earlier uh, opening up with Cody Rhodes. Um, Video package. Then you had Cody Rhodes and Miz TV. I really Again. liked the way that Cody Rhodes handled the Miz. Like, I don't typically enjoy Miz TVs because I think that he I'm just not a, I, I'm I not a big fan of the Miz, even in a in a heel perspective. Like, He's I don't so care to see him lose. I do think. Well, I mean, how was I? I was thinking about. I was going to write it down because I was like, this is the best way I can describe Miz is. Oh, I think even Miz fans don't need him to win. You know what I mean? Like he's an he's great at doing what he's got to do. But isn't that I part don't of find most just like Sami Zayn. It's like just Sami a Zayn. different type of heel. You don't need Sami Zayn to win as a he- you don't need to see Sami Zayn win to yeah. appreciate Sami Zayn. That's yeah. why I yeah. think the Miz is is one of the best, dude. He's so good. And he's well, not I just find his rank. I find his stuff typically boring and not entertaining uh, to the point where, like, literally when I've been in arenas where he's doing a Miz TV segment, I've gone to the merch stand because well, I'm not missing anything. Uh, but I get I it. Will... I get that he's, he, there is some boring stuff there. I, I get it. I'm, I happen to be a very big Miz fan. And when he Which won is... that title for a week and a half, I was all about it. I was like, please let this be the Miz we wanted two years. Because uh, for you, again, Beard, you weren't watching. Three years ago, four years ago, there was a stretch there where everyone was like, this is the best on TV right now. I watched the, the Miz ever. Evil, though. I watched the Miz Evil. I didn't know his whole backstory that he was, like, on MTV. Oh, yeah. Real World and stuff. I So I just got all – and I it just made – I already appreciated the Miz. So yeah. when I came back, him and Morrison were still doing their thing, and I was like, oh, this is kind of funny. They're, like, bros and stuff, but whatever. And I know they had been together a long time, or they had 
the thing. And it also kind of made me sad when he was gone, but I guess that ship had run its course. But he is he does such a good job of getting you to hate him, and whether it's bringing his wife and doing all this fucking conceited shit. And I just think, like, that's the class. He's like the classic heel. He's just good at it. So, but he's not. He- he's not for smart fans right now. He's not for smart fans right now. He's he's typical old school WWF. Yeah, we don't need it. Guy. It's nice. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes it's just nice to kick back and be nostalgic about wrestling, and that's what he brings to the table a little bit. But how good was it when Cody said titles and wrestler and Miz called him out on that? I don't know if that was fucking planned, but Cody's been saying that in any interview. He says wrestler and he says title, or he says, excuse me, he says belt. And I thought those two lines were awesome. And I thought the Miz was the perfect guy to say it. Like, I thought it was that part was great. Well, and this whole Cody run, I want him to win the championship right now. And I never saw him. And I loved his dad when I was a kid. Dusty Rhodes was awesome. That guy cut the best promos ever. But like I I like how could you not like him, right? And then when he did all the stuff he did at WrestleMania, it was really emotional and then his fucking entrance. And it was funny because Ref Marsh never has said anything really to me about Cody Rhodes. Uh because he hates AEW. So he's never said anything favorable about AEW. Not once, not ever on the show if we've talked about it remotely, which we don't spend a lot of time. But when he came back and we were doing the show the next week, he's like, no, I love Cody Rhodes. <laughs> yeah. like, so he was just happy to get, like, the version of Cody Rhodes he knew he could see. And I didn't realize it had been six years since he had been in rep at, at WWE. But yeah. um, And he has a little bit of the list like his dad did, too, and stuff. So it just kind of ingratiates you even more to him. I, I'm, I, I, I hate neck tattoos, too, but I'm like, I love this guy. He's great. I'm super excited. And one of the He's so people, smooth. He's so smooth. Yeah. I can I can accept the arguments on his content being hokey or whatever and too drawn out. And I, I don't have a problem with that. But nothing throws him, and he doesn't miss a line. He doesn't miss a word in his promos, and that's his promos very are great. Rare. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he did, but he did a great job with uh, Seth Rollins too. Seth yeah. Rollins, I think Seth Rollins, like you know, he's kind of in limbo, but he he's he feels like he has such a great attitude on what they throw him in. He's just gonna throw himself into it and do such a good job. I'm a huge He's fan. an all-timer. Seth is yeah, an all-timer. he's pretty awesome. I was kind of hoping, like, you know, Ref Marsh talked a little bit about Moxley coming back. If Moxley did come back, maybe bring back that Shield stuff that I missed. Because, you know, fans, nobody loves it more than nostalgia, dude, because look at the Bob Stone Cold guy, right? Like, so it is what it is. Maybe it's boring and stupid, but the fans will go nuts. Like, they go nuts for NWO and all that stuff. So uh, I did want to bring up one thing immediately – Raw sounded instantaneously better to me. And I was like, why does Raw sound so great? I go, no, Corey Graves! Ah, the king! But I love the king. I love the king. The king is part of my generation. Now, he wasn't particularly sharp throughout the show, but it was so good to hear his voice on the show. Uh, I wanted to bring that up, Ref Marsh. That was was great. I loved it. Yeah, I like Fowler. He's he's funny. And I hate Corey Graves. Fuck you, Corey. That's crazy. It's no, just he's crazy. Great. Corey Graves is cool. I don't have a problem. He just is kind of talks some shit about McAfee, so like I got to defend McAfee. Do you know? So I think I've told Marsh this story at least on the chat. I have uh, me and McAfee had beef years ago. So in real life, like person to person. So oh. living in Indianapolis, yeah, yeah, yeah. That dude's a different guy than he was ten years ago. We all are. I'm a different yeah, guy yeah, than yeah. I was ten years ago. That guy was a prick, and he was rude, and he was he was he was not the guy he is today. And I have become a massive Pat McAfee fan in the last couple of years. 
But that dude was, it was a different cat. And I did not, I just fucking did not like that guy. So when you yet. ran into him, though, he was still a NFL punter. Yeah. Yeah, or he just, was, either just done or at the end of his career, yeah. And he was just, well, I think, no, he was, still, yeah, he was still punting. And he was just a dick. He was very pompous. And 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 the way he spoke to certain people was very, it, not saying he was wrong and I was right at all. I'm just saying he fucking rubbed me every wrong way. Like, I just was not yeah, a fan yeah. of that guy. And it's amazing. Like, I think he's changed a ton in 10 years. Yeah. And as he's gotten more famous and more popular and more rich, he's become more humble and more down to earth and more fun. I don't know. I don't understand that, how that works. That's normally the opposite. So yeah, yeah. he's a good guy. I mean, I yeah. listen to him every day. So I've actually yeah. talked to him a couple of times on Twitter spaces and stuff. Uh, he, he's been nothing but like just amazing to me. Yeah. Like, I hope I can get him up here to Alaska and go fishing with him or something. That'll be sure. Kind of a dream thing. You know, I, I would work for him tomorrow. Uh, if he hired me for any job, um, yep. I, 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 I love how he treats his guys, uh, and he treats his fans. Um, I, you know, I knew of him cause I'm a big, I watch tons of football, tons of hockey. Um, and I was always like, a, like I had seen him on interviews on Rich Eisen and stuff. And I was like, Oh, this guy is awesome. He's hilarious. I'm like, I love a punter yep. with the personality. Um, but that was his <laughs> problem sometimes when he was in the playing for the Colts. He, yeah, I mean, he, I think he he's much more of a weed guy. I think he's better on marijuana. Now, I feel like marijuana now, is, but yeah, well, he couldn't in the NFL for a good part of the time, right? Because they fucking did. Now it's allowed to some extent. Do you um, know the river story, Marsh? Do you know the swimming in the river yeah, story? Yeah, he does. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we all know it. I have a fucking T-shirt with his mugshot that says allegedly 2.0. Yeah, he said it almost ended his fucking career. I will tell you, that's probably the changing point for him. You're probably right. I mean, I, I, it takes you still have to do a lot of personal growth and stuff too. I think his wife is a big factor. I know my wife is huge in my life, super important. Like I would not be alive, I believe, if she wasn't in my life. So, um, yeah, I you know I I just kid with Corey Graves because he because it, it's so funny because they're both from Pittsburgh. There doesn't need to be a rivalry between the shows, but I feel like Corey might be a little bit jealous of how big Pat's getting because. I mean, he did basically co-headline. I don't know, man. I I hear you. I hear you. I don't, I don't see it that way. I think he's a he's a carny. Corey Graves is wrestling through and through, and I think it's just a shtick. I think it's all a shtick. No, I know it's a shtick. I know it's all a yeah. shtick. But I just I wonder, you know, I wonder just a tad. He did come on the show back in the day and stuff. He's been on, but uh, you know, like Brock and hey, Vince was on the show. It was a it was a fucking incredible interview. Then they fought in the ring. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think you keep the wrestling to the wrestling. The fans are smart enough now that we don't have to keep up with the kayfabe outside of the ring. You know what I'm saying? Like the fans are like, when I watch it, that's when it happens. I, you know, you could be best friends in real life. In fact, honestly, if you know they're best friends in real life, which I know Corey and Pat are not, but like, I almost think the story would be better. Like they're really yeah. friends, but this is the shit. It's so good. You know, I don't know. Anyway, I See, love I'm, having Lawler on guy who because. Likes it. I like when that shit boils over. I like when that shit's yeah, on yeah. Twitter. And I like MJF is my guy. I mean, like I said, I don't watch a lot of AEW, but MJ, I can't wait till he's in the WWE in two thousand January second. Was he 2nd, ever in the WWE? Was he ever? No, January second, two thousand twenty four, he will make his debut in the WWE. So All right, mark it down. Mark yeah, it down. I'm ex- I'm ecstatic for it. But that yeah. guy I know he's a I know who he is and I think I follow him. Um 
I know he's a big time heel in AEW. Like big time. He's yeah. he's the best heel in the business right now, and he's yeah. he lives the gimmick twenty four seven. You can't find it even his interviews that are shoot more shoot. Ref got, Marsh agrees with you like a hundred percent. I can tell by his face. We're off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah, real, one my train. one one real small <laughs> thing I wanted to bring up. Ref Marsh, the only thing else I wanted to bring up from Raw, other than I I really liked hearing Lawler's voice again, even though he wasn't completely sharp but i thought he let before, his experience before you bring up that thing can i comment on some of this yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah for a moment yeah yeah uh right. and then i'll pitch it back I'm to sorry. you for the other thing um i mean there's a bunch of stuff i was gonna say about cody but fuck it i'm moving on i do want to say no, about no, the cory thing um is that the with cory i think part of it is because he has cleared to wrestle i think he likes playing with the idea and at least getting the wrestling community talking about if he if he won't he, will he, especially with the Pat thing. But I think as far as like a kayfabe jealousy, maybe. But as far as realistically, when Pat's not there, Pat's the best thing to happen to Corey. Because before it was Pat, Corey was on Raw, SmackDown, main event. He did NXT at the yeah. same time. He was He's hosting the their game. shows <laughs> back time. He's on the video game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was one, I forget where it was, but they did a segment where they went to the headquarters and somebody was digging around through a closet. And as they go in the closet, there's a little cot and Corey's sleeping there. And there, and the gag was that like, Oh, I've got, all I do is, is commentary on literally every show. I don't have time to have my own house. Like, uh, and it was kind of a thing, but like every time they flip around with different commentators, Corey's on that desk. And if they're between guys, Corey's on that desk too. The idea that Pat McAfee's there. No doubt. Oh yeah, it's the best thing for him because the fact that McAfee got there and took to it immediately is the biggest relief for him. Okay, thank God I don't have to go do two shows at one time for at least a while, you know. Well, and what what brand is Carmella on? Because she's been on SmackDown and Raw recently. Is she on Raw? She's Raw. Okay, yeah. so like I know she was on SmackDown for a couple of shows and stuff too, but like they with the tag titles. Cross- yeah, the tag yeah. title thing was crossing over, but yeah. um. Yeah, I mean, they're married now, so, like, give them optimal time to be together. Keep them on the For same sure. brand, you know. Yeah. Carmella's awesome. Uh, I did not appreciate her at all, and Ref Marsh and Producer Lady clued me in. And, you know, also, like, you realize these people are good people outside of the ring, a lot of them, and those two feel like they're really good people. So yeah, I talk yeah. shit about Corey Graves, but he's awesome. Like, you know. It was, you know. Uh, it was yeah, they, they've been good to us. Uh what was the other thing that you had about Raw that you wanted to... Well, no, but in? tell us what you were going to say about... I really want to hear what you want to say about Cody Rhodes because... Yeah, me too. I, yeah, I, I want to hear what you have to say about that. Uh, well, the reason I was bringing up the Miz TV to begin with and what I started to say was was the idea that I find Miz and Miz TV segments so boring so often makes me wonder after this one how much of that falls on the other people involved. Because watching the way that Cody handled The Miz was pretty spectacular. And I also felt like Cody talked different. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't a promo cadence, and it wasn't a wrestler cadence. There's something about him that definitely came off very different than any other time I've seen somebody on Miz TV. And I thought the dynamic between the two of them was was incredible. I was I even rewatched Raw today, uh, and paid extra attention to Cody and Miz, both the TV and the match, and was kind of blown away about, about the chemistry and how good both segments were. And yeah. it makes me wonder if it takes a certain kind of person 
or a certain kind of uh, uh, talent to bounce off the Miz just right. You know what I mean? Do you the think- Miz has been doing this a long time. He's been doing this a long time. And he gives those segments. He gives every opportunity for someone to hit home runs in those segments. And so often they don't. I think you hit the nail right on the head. I think his shtick of annoying and loud and the when my hand goes up shit gives every face that's on there a huge opportunity to go after him. And not always, it doesn't always happen. That's what I, I mean, I think you're right. You think Quick the other guys just give him more of the floor and then Cody well, was yeah. willing to take some of it? Well, that's yeah. what I was wondering. If, uh, oh, just a question for you, Ref Marsh. Do you think that maybe he's gotten a little bit bored because he hasn't appreciated the opponents as much as he does someone like Cody? You think that's part of it or? I don't think so because he's always in something high profile. You know what I mean? Like he's always got an but, edge or an but AJ. But you don't feel like or... it's always good though. Right. Can... Yeah. So I'm wondering if maybe the other people give Miz more of the floor and Cody was willing to take it from him and make Miz look a little silly in that regard. And then in turn, Miz was willing to fight for more of the floor and say those little smart-ass comments to him and it kind of came off as less a segment with two parts and more of two people. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I know you I know you weren't a huge fan of it, but I thought the Miz and Maurice and that whole Edge and Beth Phoenix stuff was awesome. I loved it. I never got to see Beth Phoenix wrestle. She looks like a, a awesome too. And mm-hmm. so I was just like, I know you were not a huge fan of it, but like... I, well, because it's I, the same I, story, but it, what's interesting is that I, I wonder if part of Miz delivering the same story every time is up to the opponent to give it the twist. You know what I mean? Maybe maybe the Miz character is so one-dimensional that the same chip on his sho- shoulder's always been there for everyone, and so, oh, you're a big part of the problem to everyone he ever interacts with, and it's up to the other person maybe to spin it on its head. And maybe a lot of people don't spin it on its head and they just keep it for what it's worth because I feel like Cody twisted it around. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, and it was a great match, too. Like, a good match. match. solid. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, no, that could be it. Maybe you'll appreciate the Miz more. <laughs> or his opponents. You know what I mean? Like, depending on the opponent, maybe it'll just be more of a, oh, they handled Miz a certain way or not, you know? Because even Jimmy Smith brought it up. He hasn't even been there that long. He's all like, oh, it's always the same thing with Cody. Always upset at somebody for being more appreciated than, than Miz. And, Miz. and he brought it up on commentary. He says the same thing every time. But what's different this time is Cody did something about it, said something about it in a different way instead of being like kind of the same. Maybe it's everyone's response to Cody is the same. Or not to Cody, to Miz. Miz says this and everyone responds exactly the same way. So it always feels like we've already done this. Cody didn't respond the same way. He responded in a different way and it made it feel different and interesting. Those things are paint by numbers. Miz TV is paint by numbers, but it doesn't have to be. Miz is going to give you, that's what he's going to do on that show. You have to do something different. Huh. Yeah, and I yeah. think he's gifted enough to 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 adjust, you know, and to make yeah. it work, you know. And that's you know, that's why I am a big fan of the Miz. You know, I feel like he is very versatile if you give him the chance. So yes, it's like lost hard pass for a second there. Yeah, so I think his laptop's dying. I think he's going to come back in just a minute. Yeah, uh, Miss Fabtina did bring something up in the chat. The XFL, which is going to be a partnership with. Uh, the, uh, with the NFL, like almost like a, like a, you know, triple A baseball type thing. Uh, the rock is running that and he's got that 
coming up. So that's coming. So, uh, yeah. I, I, and I know he's got a multitude of uh, businesses with the Terramana and the Zoa and, and movies and stuff. So I, I, I don't know, man. Like, I know everybody wants a fan. We, look, I don't even want to think about The Rock and Roman Reigns. That'll be great if we get it, but I like, and I think we will. I think WrestleMania 40 is what I think because if they keep Roman in power that long, which I'm sure we'll get. Well, he but, solved um, the whole issue by having The Rock buy the WWE, and now he has to be there because he owns it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, but again, that's also fantasy booking, right? Too, I don't think we'll see that either. I, I think Vince will pocketbook. Yeah, I think Vince will have to die for the WWE to be sold. And I, I I'd also, and even then, I, I, you don't think Stephanie or, or Shane, I, I know Shane's not a part of the business, you don't think they'd want to run it? They want to. They're not going to. Okay. Well, I mean, it's so, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll see. I mean, I, I think we just got to wait and see. I, I don't even want to look down that far the road. I, I, oh, yeah. I just want to just get yeah. the smackdown. And we don't need Roman to stay in power that long to get to rock Roman later. They, that's right. the other thing that I, I don't think anyone's mentioned. You can get to rock Roman at whenever you want after yeah. rebuilding Roman after a loss. It doesn't have to yeah. be on this run. It probably will be. I think that's probably where they're heading. But it doesn't have to be. It can be after he loses and comes back and whatever. He's already I the actually, longest running yeah. champion, is he not? Yeah, he has the stats now. He has the records. He doesn't need to continue the the carrying of it. Like he could drop it and get it back later, and it's not going to hurt the character at all because he well, already said, holds the records. Well, that's what that was an argument for Brock to beat him, though, right? Like Brock yeah, could have exactly. Him, so yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's why I wouldn't have had a problem with it because he already holds the record. Um, I want to know what you guys both thought about Veer. Uh, I don't know what they're doing there. I have no opinion on Veer, and I won't have any opinion on Veer. It just doesn't make sense. Didn't they build yeah. him as a baby face? Like, the, all the promos were cut. He's like, I'll go after these bad people. I mean, I, I'm surmising what he said, but it, it didn't yeah. feel like he was coming in to be yeah. a fucking heel. And then he takes on Dominic. Now, hey, you know, who would, maybe he was going to go after the Usos or something, and the Usos can't because they have to do the thing with RK Bro because Boogs mm. and Shinsuke didn't win. Who knows? I mean... Maybe they ran out of opponents for him, and so they're like, oh, fuck, we got to make him a heel. That's the only thing that makes sense to me because yeah. it just doesn't feel like – and Ref Marsh talks about this all the time. He says the guy – he was the guy in the Million Dollar Arm movie and stuff, which I, I would not have known, and, like, I'm a Dodger fan. I wouldn't know. Uh, he, so, like, I just um, – it feels like they might be missing the mark building yeah. his character. Yeah. As much as I want to like him, this feels – Oddly stereotypical in a 1960s sense. Not feeling it. Not, Not digging feeling. it. It feels like a miss, and it feels like I so desperately want him to succeed. So part of me is all like, I feel like I need to root for this guy, even though he's a heel. But I am thinking they're really missing the mark on this one right now. It makes no sense to do Dominic in him. What Did the Mysterios still have the thing with, like, they have their own thing? I don't know. I just, like, it's, I... All right. I was just wondering if I was the only, if we were the only ones who felt like it was really weird. And no, it was. It was weird, and I got no. I don't. Oh. Yeah. What's that? Go ahead. Yeah, say it. It seems really one-dimensional. Um, bad guy. Yeah. It's but <laughs> with a lot of racist undertones. Yeah, yep. it's really weird. It's very weird, especially because like the match itself wasn't bad, and I like him looking strong, and the stuff afterwards was like good heel work. But overall, the presentation, I'm like, feels like but a big Ref mess. Marsh, 
Does he really look strong beating up like Dominic? Savage. Everyone looks strong beating up Dominic. No, if you I'm don't saying, look strong like, beating Dominic up a child. Dominic just got his ass problem. kicked for six months. I don't feel like it makes him look strong. I think it actually makes him look weak. I feel like he's picking on Dominic. They didn't the Mysterios lose the match to the Miz and Logan Paul? Yeah. Like so, they aren't coming out of WrestleMania looking great. He's going in and kicking like now. If he would, if this was him doing it to Roman, I would be like, okay. Like but you can't start with it. Roman. You start with the children. Which is what Cody did. Cody started have... with AEW, the babies, the children, oh. and then he came to real men. Come on. No, this but... is what Veer's doing the same thing. Okay, but Ref March, what, <laughs> like Drew, like put him up against Drew or something. Like do something. Like put him up against. You don't have to put him up against a. Put him up against a mid card at least. You know, don't. I'm not saying that Dominic and Ray aren't 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 mid card worthy. It just feels like that's the guy you picked. Like I don't know. It's just an introduction. That's all. I mean, that's what it. I mean, yeah. it's not going to be like a, a long term big. No one's going to talk about Veer and, and the Mysterios in a year's time. It's just get them out there and make them look strong. It's the same way. It's it's basically a step above a jobber match, right? Because they could have had some random local talent who's five two and which have them pick him up had, and throw him. Right? Yeah, which Gunther had. They could have gone the Gunther route, but yeah. they went this route with, like, here's a guy I, who's got some credibility. You said something just, that most wrestling fans can't do, though. You mentioned no one's going to think about it down the line. You're absolutely right. Like, it doesn't matter how you start a lot of the time. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, down I, mean, I just don't care. I just don't I'm care actually, about That's all it is. I don't care. Doesn't I'll do tell you this. I'm actually disappointed he's here. I was hoping we got, like, two more years of promos on yeah. him, and he just never <laughs> showed up. Because... They did run like he was. I remember being on an event when I first came back. I'm like, oh, beer, and then like he disappeared. And then they they were doing all the extreme close ups with the thing and stuff. So someday we'll yeah. tell you about Emelina. Someday we'll tell you about oh, Emelina, yeah. and you'll be very happy to hear that that actually did happen once. So. Oh yeah, that and uh, Mal- not Malachi, Mordecai. Mordecai was the same. Mordecai, um, my buddy Kevin. Yeah. That's my buddy Kevin. Mordecai. Real yeah. quick before I forget the thing from Raw that I just think. I don't want to understate this. The Liv Morgan Naomi match, just live Naomi when she comes into the ring and just yeah. jumps over the ropes and does the splits. I was just like, it's such a small thing, but it's so impressive to yeah. see how athletic and gifted these women are. I'm a huge Naomi fan. I love watching her wrestle. She never has boring matches. No. And I was really surprised Liv got over last week on um, Sasha, Sasha which you don't think is a big uh, character, but I think she's one of the biggest. No, no, and, she's huge. She's huge. I just yeah, don't yeah, like I know, I know. I know. <laughs> but and then to have Naomi come Our back. never heard of her. Because I, I thought, oh, you know, Kev has been talking about this forever because he's all about a live push. Um, I thought, oh, after after she beat Sasha, we're going to get the live push that we thought we were going to get. Maybe she's going to be the next uh, title contender. And she got beat by Naomi, which, again, I was like, oh, no, they're going to make her work. It's going to be good. And, I, I, you know, I'm just – that little thing I wanted to mention as, a, like, a fan coming back, like, I appreciate seeing that stuff. It's just her entrance in the ring, but it's, like, it's impressive, you know, like. I have a feeling this run of Sasha and Naomi is more about Naomi than it is about anyone else. Uh I felt like that the whole reason that Sasha even teamed with Naomi to begin with was because I think Sasha wanted to get Naomi on WrestleMania. And get her more merch. 
I want more merch. Naomi. Not um, Naomi and Sasha. Just Naomi. Well, you can have both <laughs> merches. You get paid on both. Sasha has so, so much gear. So, so much Imagine stuff. if they had rings that glowed. That'd be yeah, awesome. I, uh, hey, that was Maybe the other thing. Naomi shirts. <laughs> I'm glad the producer lady brought that up. Sasha came out in, like, glow-in-the-dark clothes, too, which I yep. thought was really cool. Because so cool. Sasha is a bigger character than Naomi, but I was like, that is way cool, man. I thought that was really yeah. cool. And you may be right. She's just helping push Naomi. Which and I think that's why God. Sasha ate the loss. I think Sasha ate the loss on SmackDown because they wanted to make sure Liv looked strong. And I think it was like she's going to win one and lose one, and Sasha's like, I'm losing that one. And Naomi's Yeah, I thought that was one. interesting. Yeah, it was great. The anyway, same way that you the- said that RK Bro is like Randy's having the time of his life, that's how I felt about this last year, year and a half of Sasha. Everything she's doing, you can tell, like, she has a lot of thought in behind it. I feel like there's no uh, uh, coincidence to what's happening with Sasha and Naomi, and it's all Sasha pushed. Because Sasha's got a ton of favor over there, you know? We just know that. Uh, yeah, I think it is interesting, and I think it's good. Naomi's going to look really strong in this. I think eventually you'll have a breakdown of Liv and Rhea. I think, unfortunately, Liv's probably going to take a few losses there. I think Liv, Liv is the female Daniel Bryan. And I think they're doing the long game with her. When she finally wins a title, I think you don't give her a tag title ever. You give her a world title first. You and don't, I think, you don't think get, Liv and Rhea would be a... Like they're playing with that being a good tag team? No, I think, that's a breakup. They're breaking okay. up. I think yeah. that they yeah, are that playing sense. with it being a great tag team, and they do deserve the titles, which is why you don't give them the titles, because you're building Liv the underdog. I struggle with Liv's promos. I like Liv a lot, but I struggle with her promos a lot. I don't. I. I just don't love the. The I don't know the root for me promos. The the underdog promos. I just I don't. It doesn't click with me. But I like her. I'm a fan of her, and I hope great things for her. But I just, her promos are not for me. Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent with Liv too. I don't hate her, um, but I know that Kev loves her, and so I always try to give my cohorts my cohorts in this wrestling on the rocks like i like to like let their opinions affect my judgment because sometimes they see things i'm not going to see we all think differently and stuff so well like, don't I'm let not... me do that because i think kevin owens should be the champion for six years and that's all i care about so don't worry about my opinion <laughs> i wouldn't I like it wouldn't bother me after what oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah i don't know if you saw me crying on the stream I was so, <laughs> no. yeah. pretty fucking emotional all that so yeah it was yeah. awesome my audio cut, so I just came back. So everyone have a drink for technical difficulties. Um, as soon as I finished talking, my audio went. So I don't know if you responded to my Daniel Bryan, Liv Morgan comment. We're just basically <laughs> saying that I hear you, but I, Liv's promos bother me. And I don't know if she can yeah. hold up what Daniel did in that aspect. The story's there, though. It's going to take happened. more time. Yeah. And I said, I said this, Ref Marsh. I said that I, I don't. I'm kind of indifferent with Liv. I don't have a negative or positive opinion, but I know Kev loves her, and no. so like I want to give her a chance because like you know I'd like to listen to what you guys have to say, you and Kev, and I try to take your opinion because we all see something different, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like we just like I'm not I'm not telling a hard pass. He's an idiot because he didn't see Charlotte uh, not sell. You know what I'm saying? He 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 loves her. I, I'm actually more intrigued to be like, oh, tell me why. Give me instances. You can quote some three years back, and I can go watch it and be like, I'll develop a more of an appreciation for Charlotte, which I'm not going to do. Um, <laughs> but uh, because I don't want to waste that time. But playoff yeah. hockey's coming up. So, but I, you know, I'm 100%, man. Like, I, yeah. 
I would. Is there a wrestling fan out there though that wouldn't be behind a live buildup for a championship run? I think it feels like there's it's few and far between. Yeah, I think that I think that the the groundswell is there. I think the fan favor is 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 on her side, and I think it's the slow play. I don't think she wins a title for another year or two. I think you have people saying they're misusing her. You have people going like. Um, they should have given her the title when it was on Riot Squad. You should have given her the title when she was with Rhea. They're going to talk about all these times she should have got the title and didn't. So by the time we get to a, a moment where it's a true face-off between a, another megastar, I think it'll be a big, big mania moment, and she'll win it, and she'll cry, and it'll be big. And I think that you do that by deciding now that you'll do that in three years' time. You know what I mean? Four years' time. Like, yeah. And that's that's what it looks like to me. I feel like they're keeping everything away from her because the fan favor is there. And they're going to pay it off eventually, I feel like. Like they did with Daniel Bryan, is what you're saying? Yes. I do agree with uh, Hard Pass that I don't think she's on that same level of promos and stuff. But if you look back at his old stuff, I think it took him a while to get there, too. And I think yeah, that's part sure. of the slow play. That's why you put the slow play on it, you know? Like, look, we're not going to strap you with it now because when we don't, you're going to be screwed over. The fans are going to love you even more. And by the time you're ready, the fans are going to be rabid for it. Like, it's going to be great, you know? Because I think she'll get there, too. I got a question uh, unrelated to this. Go ahead. Hit it. I'm ready to move on, yeah. That I want to gloss over. Uh, what about Austin Theory losing the Austin? Pat said he beat the Austin out of Austin Theory. <laughs> I, that's a good point. Good call. The uh, Yeah, M- McMahon says Austin doesn't suit me. Just call me Theory. Yeah. I don't love it, but I also get it because, I mean, all the Austin jokes were already there. And then when Stone Cold came back, it was like, oh, we're going to get Austin versus Austin. And, oh, look at McMahon and his Austins. Like, getting away from that stuff makes sense. But I don't love it. He was Austin there before he joined the WWE. So that's another IP, IP thing, I think. But it's also like Riddle. You know what I mean? They got rid of the Matt Riddle, which I actually liked. I didn't really care about that so much. As somebody who goes by my last name all the time, it's hard for me to say that it's a bad call. <laughs> I dropped my first name years ago. Sure. Eighth grade was the last time I ever I ever really went by my first name. Uh, so it's like, I, I mean, from a marketing standpoint, I think it's great. I call him by it all the time, though. I call him by it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean I introduced myself that way. Just yeah, you know <laughs> you know who kept their name, though? One of the only guys to keep their name in the last year, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, kept his yeah. full name coming to Raw. Yeah. No changes. You think he'll be Ciampa by the end of the year? Sure. Of course he will, yeah. but for now. Yeah. <laughs> but for now. Yeah. Which is yeah. funny because I call him Ciampa. I mean, that's you always call him Ciampa. That's what's so funny. Yeah. Is that, like, he is a name that I use as one name, and that's the name they keep. That's what's well, funny. I said Raquel That's Gonzalez. True. You would say Raquel Gonzalez. You say Austin Theory. You would That's say all true. these full names. But Champa, yeah. I just say Champa. That's what's right. Yeah. What yeah. about um? Did they do that with Los Lotharios, but cut their the last yeah. names off? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Humberto. Yeah. Yeah. I remember and, um, Corey Graves going, "Good luck saying that one, McAfee." And then they got rid of the last name. Because <laughs> <So. laughs> see, McAfee made that happen too. He said, "You know Probably. what? Good call." Hey, Vince, can we <laughs> cut that in half? Probably like. <laughs> can't say these fucking names <laughs> you're gonna have to cut these down you know. yeah 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 anyway uh speaking of the champa thing though i did love kevin owens here i loved it ezekiel comes out does this thing kevin owens comes out of nowhere and be like no no no, don't believe him i know this guy i know it 
I love when Ezekiel walks away, Ciampa looks at Kevin and goes, it's an easy mistake to make. That's yeah. his younger brother. And I love Kevin's response. He goes, why are you doing this? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the that response awesome. of why yeah, are Chompa you doing even this? Gave him one more line. Chompa even gave him one more line. He goes, Ezekiel. That, that throwaway little line shows yeah. that he knows what the fuck he's doing. He, he yeah. trained with Kofi 14 years, 15 years ago. <clears throat> guy's been doing it forever that little line is the difference in so many of these guys oh yeah that's it that's all it was two words that was so the whole thing was great i watched the promo again today i even knew the lines were coming and i still was laughing kevin owens why are you doing this and the way he looks at him and then when he goes grow up and walks away quoting that meme grow up like so funny dude i gotta give kevin owens some of my money because he's been so great like I said, I gotta get some Kevin Owens stuff. He's awesome. I, yeah, I'm shocked that that I've only got one Kevin Owens shirt, but it's the Just Keep Fighting one. I just don't like all of his shirts are variations of KO. You know what shirt's actually pretty sick is the the WrestleMania Kevin Owens Austin one, just because that was such a great moment. That shirt encapsulates the. Well, he's got a KO Mania shirt every year that are all awesome. They're all. Yeah, I don't like. Before. I don't typically like a photo of a wrestler on my shirt. Yeah. And those are the only versions he has, a photo of him or KO. And I'm like, eh. So I'm always when back and forth. Too, when you get too much paint on a shirt, it's uncomfortable for me in Alaska. And it, yeah. it actually feels hot. I can only imagine what it feels like in Arizona. You're said you're Kevin right might have the best shirt of all time, though. I, the the black with the gray tape. The gray tape KO. Yeah. Like, it's that's, great. So when he, when he did his tryouts, he didn't have gear. So he just taped with with. Great tape. I call it gray tape. I don't know what you guys call it, but gray tape. Duck tape. Duck tape. Yeah, duct tape. KO. That's all that was on his shirt. And then that became his gear when he was in NXT and when yeah. he started on the main roster. And they sell that shirt. They take it off and put it back on every once in a while. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's That's awesome. Brilliant. It's brilliant. I think, I think that Kevin Owens is one of the greatest ever at sports entertainment. The, every aspect of it, including when the cameras are off, during the in-between times, talking to fans, being a heel, like – Everything he had dude does, I'm invested in. I love that guy. Like, here's the problem. Here's the problem with Kevin Owens. Last year, he had a one-on-one match with Sami Zayn at WrestleMania. This year, he retired Stone Cold Steve Austin. The fuck goals does he have left, man? He needs new dreams. A real real true title run with no chicanery. Mmm. All right. No chicanery. I'm open for that. I think most of the fans that get behind it too. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think he wins Money in the Bank this year. I said that months ago. That's that my big awesome prediction too. of the year, that he wins Money in the Bank. That would be awesome. Would what be awesome. if he wins Money in the Bank, takes one of those titles off of uh, Roman, and then you get KO and Cody? Oh, oh, I got shivers. That, that would be awesome. Shivers, Marsh. I'm going to cry when Cody wins a championship for his dad. That's going to be the fucking coolest moment ever. And I'd love like, him to take it off KO. I love KO. I want KO to always yeah. be champion. I that would be awesome. Him. Yeah, that would be great. And 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 we don't need Roman on Raw anyway for any length of time. He doesn't need to be doing double. I'm sure he doesn't want to do double duty. He anyway. don't need that, but USA thinks they do. That's yeah, I'm sure maybe. Yeah. <laughs> if you have yeah. the biggest act in wrestling, USA is like, um, you've been on this channel for 25 years. You mind? We have the biggest yeah. act in wrestling, please. <laughs> like, we've given you a lot of uh, yeah. Then the down mm. years, we still put you on. Would you mind? But you yeah. know, if Roman was on Raw and vice versa, like that's why I don't understand why they have the Universal Title is a bigger deal than the WWE Championship. It feels like they messed up with that. You know, like I don't, I don't know. I mean, 
you guys have been a part of it longer. I wasn't around for all that. I also was looking like, what happened to light heavyweight? They just said, eh, we don't need that anymore. They got rid of a lot of championships that they could still kind of have, I feel like. And they've they brought it back and taken it away so many times over the last 15, yeah. 20 years. Like, it's just not. Yeah, they don't need it. Well, the hardcore championship was cool, too. I guess that sort of turned into the 24-7 championship. Mm-hmm. By the way, what did you think of all that wedding stuff? I thought it was very um, Attitude Era-esque, actually. I was like, oh, this is sort of Attitude Era-esque. And I, I enjoyed it. Like, I was like, I sometimes just want to be entertained with dumb shit. And it was dumb shit, but it was funny. You know? I don't know. I'm okay with everything our truth does. The rest of it can go away. So, huh? I well, producer, didn't you have something about the twenty-four-seven stuff, the wedding stuff? You were laughing at a lot of it. I liked it. It was funny. They were at the the bachelorette party, and the bachelor party, and they show up and. Uh, Los Lotharios crash Nikki, the bachelorette party. The Nikki stuff was funny. Trying to drag her across the thing. I like Nikki Ash so much, ASH. Yes. So much. Yeah, me too. I, I, um, I was well, just getting sad that we hadn't seen her in a while. And then she, yeah. show, and she shows up to the fucking, she so, shows up to the thing in costume. Like, I loved it, dude. I thought it was funny, man. The more we talk about it, I'm like, it was great, dude. I don't typically like this stuff as much. And there's aspects of it I'm really not looking forward to, like doing a double wedding next week. But I will say everybody in that spot okay. did their spot. They did it, and they did a good job at it. But Ref and Marsh, you're going to be able to I build like them all. matches off this because something's going to go wrong at this wedding thing, so we're going to get matches. Maybe. They don't typically do, though, with 24-7. So maybe if we get somewhere with it, or if we, sometimes it's just a matter of getting people on TV for a little bit, uh, and that's never bad. It's been a while since we've seen Nikki. It's nice to see her do something so yeah. you know she's still there. But I, I think I could take it or leave it, but I also totally understand the idea of, like, some of those lighter moments are because it's a three hour show. And if you're in the arena, it's four hours and you got to give people a moment to like step away for something. Uh, so I always appreciate that aspect because at the same time, it's something you can miss when you're live. And if you do enjoy it, it's funny stuff. You can always go back and watch it later and you're not going to be out of context for the show. They stand alone. So I always appreciate that. So, uh, I don't think I have a lot of hate for it. I don't think I have hate for it. One small thing, right before yeah. Raw started, I was like, man, in my head, I really miss Nikki A.S.H. I haven't seen her in a while, and she showed I thought up the same thing. Capacity. So I was like, cool, man, because she wasn't at WrestleMania and stuff, so uh, it was yeah. good. And I didn't know who a lot of the new people they introduced and stuff, but that uh, did feel like as um, fellow G4 star, I'm not, I don't work for G4, but, you know, I love G4, uh, Attack of the Show, uh, when uh, when uh, King Woods came out and said, "This is like we we didn't lose to you. It's new season, so that season's over." Like, that was great. I was like, "Okay." Oh, so that yeah. really defined that as like the beginning of the new year, right? Yes. Like we were talking about how the old Raw after WrestleMania used to be like that, but I liked yes. the fact that we got that one event to breathe a bit. You know? Yeah, one hundred percent. That's what changed when SmackDown went from Tuesdays to Fridays. I guess. Friday is yeah. your WrestleMania pre-show. Raw is your WrestleMania post-show now. So I yeah. guess that makes sense, yeah. Yeah. Well, and they yeah, did them yeah. all in Texas, too. So they had Friday, right. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Like, it yeah. felt like after you had the two-day WrestleMania thing that was just incredible, like, what are you going to do on Raw yeah. that's going to make the fans go nuts? You didn't really need to do that. Yeah. Mm. Now, if I was a fan that um, paid a 
good price for a ticket on Raw, I'd be a little bit disappointed, but, you know. No. Uh, let's see, the only other thing I had left on Raw, and then you guys, whatever you guys, if there's anything we're missing you definitely want to talk about, um, was the uh, the Sonya and Bianca stuff. Yes. Yes. I love Sonya. I love Sonya in the ring. Give me all the Sonya every show. I'm all about Sonya Deville. I'm so excited for that match. I I'm knew it was her the whole time. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I had a hunch, but what I really enjoyed was producer, as we're watching it, uh, as Sonya comes out, she goes, oh, what's she going to do? What dastardly plan does she have? And as she was watching, she goes, like, who's it going to And she starts, like, naming people and guessing people, and I was just watching her go through the whole thing. And then as soon as um, Bianca turns her back and Sonya goes for her knee, she goes, I knew it! She's dastardly! I said it! <laughs> yeah, bitch! Yeah, bitch! Yeah. So... She- she got worked by the whole segment. It was great. Yeah. It was great. I remember seeing Sonya and Asuka Sonya and Asuka at a live event years and years ago. Like and just just buying in. As much yes. as you believe in Rhonda, as much as you believe in any of these guys Brock, these like Sonya's a killer. Sonya's a real mm-hmm. killer and she knows how to do the other stuff too. I'm yeah. I'm so excited for this. And it wouldn't make any sense, but I, I mean, if she gets a title at some point, I'd be all. I'm just, I'm just a big Sonya Deville fan. I think Dude, down the line we could get there. Yeah. Well, and it sounded like she had to stop because of like a stalker or something. So yeah. Oh yeah. There's every reason why she stopped, but then getting her back on TV, she's been good at this role too. I just think that she's a home run every time. Every time she's a home run. Yeah. Uh, I did love Adam Pierce saying uh, it was abuse of power, kind of like blocking somebody on Twitter for like pointing out your pants got split open by Brock Lesnar. Adam Pierce, you fucking hypocrite. So I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing personal though. Yeah. No, yeah. no, dude, he blocked me on Twitter for saying like the most fucking benign thing to him. Sounds like you get blocked a lot, Beard. No, you I've never blocked. been blocked by anybody ever on Twitter ever. I'm like super nice to people on. You Twitter. You got blocked by Reddit too. I mean, it seems like you get blocked. Well, that was because I'm an <laughs> no, idiot. No, 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 fucking. Yeah. <laughs> they just banned me from posting in the WWE thing. I can still go in and read it, but whatever. Um, but yeah, that's because I was not paying attention to their rules of the page or whatever. I'm very yeah. new to Reddit. Reddit is something that I didn't know anything about up until about six months ago. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm on board for it. I enjoy. I mean, again, with Bianca, she's going to have to get a win over somebody uh, that seems credible yep. but can take a, a, a good loss and someone who needs a little bit of work in the ring. Sonya's going to be perfect for all that. You definitely want yep. her to lose, and she's going to lose, and hopefully, she gets uh, learns a little something while she's in there. And Bianca and, works when she's chasing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? She works as working from under or whatever. And when you're the champion, you can't do that unless an authority figure is in your way or some superstar comes back. There's only two ways to really work from that chasing with the title, and that's yeah. what Sony does. Obviously. Like, Sony can throw any stipulation she wants at it, make it a handicap match. She can do anything she wanted, and that's – if this is this could be a longer program, I think, and have her going after Bianca. So. Well, it'll end at backlash, right? A hard pass ref marks. You think it'll end oh, at backlash? I don't know that it does. Um, I, I, know, I think they have a match there, on. and I think Sonya loses it, but it doesn't mean that's the end of it. Sonya's the Sonya's the GM, so she can yeah. do whatever she wants. She can give herself seven more matches if she wants. So, yeah. Well, can you I imagine if oh, ahead, if every like imagine if for like the next couple of months, like let's say Sonya loses this one, and then someone's building a program with Bianca, and right before the match, she makes it a triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. every time, or she takes that Sony's... person out of the match completely, and just like, well, yeah. I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna take this match. Like, yeah, she could do that. 
I then... thought the next logical person for Sonia to go, uh, for not for Sonia, I'm sorry, for uh, Bianca yeah, okay. to go up against was going to be Bailey. I thought we were going to see Bailey. Yeah, but, I don't um, haven't seen Bailey yet. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, and I'm sure Ref Marsh would have been stoked to see that. Um, I just thought maybe this was a good filler opponent for her. I also thought they might push Dewdrop a bit. It's felt mm-hmm. like there's not a lot of women that can wrestle Dewdrop, and Bianca can. Mm-hmm. Um, believably, she can. Right? I'm not saying I'm not saying there aren't yeah. other women that can't beat Dewdrop, but it just feels like Dewdrop. You know, there's those. It was yeah. like what like in the Attitude Era, they didn't have women that could wrestle China. She had to wrestle men, right? Yeah. You know, like they. I'm not saying that's Dewdrop, but it does feel like they're. It's very limiting who who could go up against her. Um, so um, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised in the slightest if that's a title match at some point. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I think we're going to get there. I think we're going to have a pretty good reign with with Bianca on top as they're just building her strength in general. Um, yeah, I think that we're going to see a few people go go for it. I think it'll be good. And then yeah. I don't know. I don't know who you have to take it off of her. I think we'll she gets see. a Legends match at some point during this run. I don't know yeah. who, but I think she gets a Legends match at some point. Trish Stratus has been in the news a lot. Maybe it's her. Who knows? But I think that mm. she gets someone. I'd love it to be Ivory, but I don't think that's... I don't know. I'd love anything mm. with Ivory, so... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited for it, though. I think it's good. Also, I thought Zelina did really good in this match, too. Uh, just in general, as a side note, I thought Zelina did really good in it. It was a really weird, like, headstand submission she put her in and i couldn't tell yeah, if she yeah. got stuck yeah moving yeah. over or not. Yeah, yeah. but either way it was, was. Good yeah it was good though um was there anything else you guys thought we were missing that you wanted to hit on before we uh close up did we talk lacey return mm-hmm. um damien priest thing was weird i don't know if we want to talk about that i don't really have an opinion on it but i i like what they're doing with him because i felt like they didn't have a direction for him and this edge thing is kind of cool like I think and, the problem I have with it is that it's either your cool guy heel with he, with Edge or your psychopath heel with Edge, and I think they're doing both by doing those lights. But also his promos have been very. I'm happy. Listen, man, we're just better. I'm wearing a suit. I'm cool. Like I don't think they're making a choice with what kind of heel he is. He could have been a psychopathic demon demonic character, which I would be for 100. I guess it's the point is Damian Priest and the even the. The package shows wings, and then you know. Did you see though the other wing yeah. now is more? That's demonic what I'm saying. Now? Yeah, they're so making maybe that's him the more. Point. Maybe that's the point, but I just yeah, they're doing it slowly. It feels yeah. like they're not. They're not. They're getting rid of the priest part slowly but surely, and we'll just get Damien. I'm pretty sure they can't call him Damien because of the movie and stuff. I'm sure that's trademarked. Yeah. Well, I, but, hear, uh, I hope they get a big stable. I hope there's a woman in it. I hope there's tag team in it. I hope they get. I would love to see Edge of the stable. So yeah. I think it is a slow play of re, like they're really rebuilding this character in its entirety. Is what it feels like. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, what I thought it was Rhea weird. What if Rhea ends up there? I think Rhea would be good. I think uh, Mace and T Bar would be good members yeah. of it. Um, didn't you have an idea for someone to join with Edge, a woman? Um, yeah, Shotzi. Shotzi, that was Shotzi. a good one. Yeah. Yeah, would be really good with there. Bliss too. What are they doing there? Oh, you said Alexa Bliss too. He just brought up Alexa Bliss because she's already got a creepiness. It could maybe give that a focus. Um, yeah, I think you, yeah. I think you could do a bunch of endless stuff with it, and then have this uh, this crazy Ministry Raven's of Darkness. Raven's flock right. 2.0. You well, Ministry. Exactly. Their flock of darkness. 
So yeah. you combine Ravenslock with Ministry of Darkness, and then you Good get call. Yeah, yeah. You, then you get new IP. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what you need. Yeah. But I've been saying for a long time we're missing a little bit of that dark, creepy. Because I was a big, I was a huge fan of the Demon. I'd never seen that Finn Balor's all that stuff's new to me. And I was like, oh, man, that's such a cool character. I wish they would have kept him around. I like Finn Balor. He's awesome. Don't get me wrong. Um, and they kind of, it seems like they got him on the Intercontinental or whatever now. But, like, uh, I, I love that demon character. That's so cool, that duality. And you already had, the, you kind of have that with Damian Priest, too. And, and he's good in the ring. So it's like they got to have, they need to do something good with him. And I feel like maybe he was a part of a plan that maybe because he was going to be a part of something else and because of all this other stuff. But, like, uh, would, you know what wouldn't have been bad is have evil Damien Priest up against fear. Like, that would have been good. That would have been cool. Well, neither one of them can take losses right now, but we'll get right. to a point where they could. But if you're rebuilding Damien and you're introducing Veer, you don't want either one losing. But at the same time, when you think about how this match ended, no one really lost here either. It just kind of ended all of a sudden with dark lights, so... Yeah. I guess you could have gotten away with it there, but yeah, that was I was that a mistake? What happened there? His eye no, it seemed character. It seemed character. I, yeah, they're trying to make him even more demonic and stuff. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I think they're introducing aspects of this demon type character, and that's how we're going to get it bit by bit each week. I want to tell all the fans of this show: listen, if I talked way too much, you got to let Marsh know. You know, before he invites me back. If you don't, make sure you reach out and let Marsh know. <laughs> I don't listen to the fans. Just ask Toxic Micah. <laughs> I didn't see Micah today. He didn't come in. I didn't see him. Yeah, he didn't come by. What do you? Um, KO and Sammy, new, new dreams and aspirations. We talked about that. Okay. I could watch KO and Sammy at Mania every year for the next seven years. I'd be here for it. Those guys are awesome. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. But uh, do you, either one of you had anything that you wanted to hit before we before we wrap it up? No, I, I, I hope RK. I, I would like to see RK Bro unified. If it's going to be unified, have them do it. And then, I think it'd be uh, funny. And then cause dissension in the bloodline. But besides that, I'm not looking forward to them having all the titles. But yeah, me neither. Fuck the bloodline. I don't like the okay. unification stuff either. But I do. I do agree that could be if if what we thought was true were even at Mania, we thought Usos were probably going to lose there and start that story. This yeah. would be a really good way to make RK Bro even more. Over the top, and, and it was really Roman's hubris that cost them. It was Roman's right. demand for the titles that cost them. I always, I always go back to wondering, and it probably was always the case, but I always go back to wondering if, when Roman got COVID, if that was always the plan with the title versus title. I don't know how they would have gotten there, but well, I think you would have gotten there. I go ahead. Oh go no, ahead. go ahead, Marsh. I think that you would have gotten there the same exact way they got there. I think you would have screwed Brock out of that that. Uh, when I think the only thing that would have changed is instead of Bobby dropping the title in Elimination Chamber, it would have been um, Biggie. Big, Biggie. Yeah, I think that would have been the only difference. I think the only thing we got out of it was a Bobby Broccoli match or Broccoli match. Uh, broccoli Bobby, match. Bobby broccoli and Broccoli, match. Broccoli yeah. Lesnar. Yeah. Um, Which I think a lot of fans wanted, from what I understood. Exactly, right? a lot yeah, of fans yeah. wanted it. We had the opportunity for it, and I think that they they saw their opportunity to do that. And then I think that they were going to do some cool stuff with Elimination Chamber, but Bobby got hurt and. Is what it is, but I think that I think that's all we got out of the COVID was a bit of a Bobby run. I okay. think everything else was the same. 
Just when I really scope back and look. Hmm? We did not talk about Bobby and Omos. That's kind of cool with the MVP turn. That That's interesting what they're doing there. MVP latched himself on. Perfect for Omos. It's perfect for Omos to have MVP talking for him. I think that's yeah. great for him. Yeah, yeah, because he, yeah. he cannot cut a promo at all. So. Yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think it's, yeah, I think it's good. I don't have a lot to say about it because it's just I think it's solid stuff and I think everyone's going to look good here and I think that I'm excited to see where where it ends up and where we go because I think that Bobby's poised for uh, at least being in title scene as well. Well, Justin Time pointed out earlier like he feels like Bobby is probably going to be a face now again. Oh, yeah. We'll have another face that's kind of you know that maybe can mm-hmm. you know. I just don't want to see 18 more months of the bloodline. I, I will stop watching wrestling if that's going to be what we're going to get. I can't, you know. I can say I'll stop, but I watch every single minute of every single WWE programming available. So, yeah. Okay, there it is. I'm, I'm probably just threatening writers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Thanks for um, having me on, buddy. Not a problem. Thanks for coming on. Do you have anything to, to, to plug? <laughs> no. Absolutely not. I, I don't do anything. So I, just, I watch wrestling. All right. So on behalf of you, we'll plug baddragon.com. That's exactly uh, what I wanted to do. You can also go to wrestlingontherocks.com uh, slash shop uh, to pick up your pint glasses, T-shirts, and tote bags. We got it all. That's uh, a pint glass right here, baby. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, those are awesome. Those are badass. And they're, uh, you know, our official logo, right? Yeah. You know? Sponsored, not sponsored. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, oh, guys, I'll we'll plug be... Black Label Pro. Go watch some Black Label Pro if you want to find some independent wrestling. Mm. Check out Black Label Pro on IWTV. They're awesome, good buddies. I love Black Label Pro. It's where Ethan Page started out, or at least where he got big. Jordan Grace, same thing. Love I, I love uh, Black Label Pro. That's well plugged. There we go. Awesome, awesome. Uh, well, then we'll be back tomorrow night right here in the dive bar of the IWC uh, where me and Clump and Amanda Jane are going to break down some NXT and AE dub stuff. Which means I have to go watch some AEW. Yeah. See how that goes. <laughs> I think you I'm actually really love it. I'm actually uh, excited to see what Samoa Joe and Suzuki do. Uh, but I will say I'm going to watch it really tentatively because uh, both of them are capable of absolute classics, and both of them in the past year have put on absolute stinkers. So I don't know what we're going to get, and I'm excited for that. Uh, so we'll see, and then uh, we'll be breaking it all down tomorrow. Uh, in the dive bar of the IWC. Guys, that's the last call. Thanks. Cheers. Thanks for coming. The producer lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support us or buy us a drink by following and putting the I and subscribe on Twitch. Or subscribe and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. Cheers. I would never have a dream of rest on the rock.